Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? A movie which, by the way, reviewed by my mother, the review was, Thank God you were on early, because we couldn't watch any more of that thing. <laughs> Wide berth. <laughs> well, this is a good scene. The uh, we're watching the infamous dildo scene. You got trolled. You were in. I shut you the were fuck in. up. No, I didn't say shit. You got trolled. Corey West just trolled. Real dude. script. They didn't even give him a script when he got the job. They gave him a bottle of Stoli and said, <laughs> "Learn this." Did you stumble on the joke? Talk about this movie for fart's sake. This is a we we can we can swear this movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you're brand new to this podcast, this is a drinking podcast that's kind of like a variety talk show. I usually have friends on and we talk about life. Guys, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Brandon Michael. This week, I'm keeping up with the comedy theme and I have another stand-up comedian on. We are going from a up-and-comer to someone who's been doing comedy for a long time. This week, I have Andrew Vaughn on the podcast. I gotta say, this episode was amazing. It was so much fucking fun. It is a long episode, so I'm gonna try my fucking best to not yammer on in this intro so we can just get right to it. But I gotta say, I highly enjoyed myself in this episode. Andrew is such a funny dude. Honestly, this is a perfect example of a shoot the shit episode. So we literally just chatted. Uh, We talked about comedy. We talked about death. We talked about our love of podcasting, dating or the lack thereof for both of us. Um, (laughs) It was just such a fucking good time. It's really refreshing to talk to a fellow podcaster. So Andrew is actually one third of the Boys Club podcast. It's a podcast I recently discovered um, and really highly enjoy. I think it's a very similar vibe to Intoxicated, very conversational and chatty, and that's what I like. So Andrew Vaughn is another product of my Instagram stalking, and I'm so happy it worked out and that he came over and came on the show. I think it's safe to say that Andrew and I are now friends, and he'll be back on, people, for sure. If not to just shoot the shit, but maybe to talk some third eye blind. Um, (laughs) I discovered that Andrew and I are both really big third eye blind fans, so that's pretty fucking cool. So this is such a good episode. I hope you guys like it. Andrew is actually going to be one of the guests on our live stream that we're doing on Saturday. So that's Saturday, September 8th from 12 p.m. to midnight. That's Atlantic time here in Canada. He will be coming on around 3 p.m. along with another member of the Boys Club, Travis Lindsay. So definitely check out the Boys Club podcast. It's amazing. You can find it wherever you find podcasts.
podcasts. Make sure you do subscribe to them and check out the show. And for anyone in the Halifax area, Andrew is co-hosting a show on September 10th at Gus's Pub, which he regularly does. But this is a special one because it is their five-year anniversary show. So that's pretty fucking cool. If you are in Halifax, certainly check out that show. It does start at 8 p.m. and it is pay what you can. And you should pay a good amount because they deserve it. So I'm going to be just really quick here with the plugs. Make sure to check out our Patreon page. That is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. Thank you to all of our current Patreons. You guys are amazing. Follow us on social media. That is Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. And do subscribe to our Twitch channel and our YouTube channel. Both are just intoxicated. I will link below to those. So far as my computer can handle it, I am going to try my very best to stream at the same time on both those platforms. That said, whenever I've been running test streams lately, my computer sounds like a rocket about to launch off into space, and it doesn't sound good. So I'm I'm trying to do my best with what I have. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not yet financially at the point where I can drop money on our new computer, but that is next on my list. I am so very excited, you guys, for the live stream. We're going to have a Caesar demo from Compass Distillers, which is a local distillery here in Halifax that I love so much. They're going to teach us how to make an awesome Caesar. They are up for Best Caesar uh, in the Coast Best of Halifax Awards, so that's pretty fucking cool. Corey, of course, is going to be there. We're going to do a live Trailer Trash episode. Intoxicated regular Shannon will be on with me. Travis Lindsay and Andrew Vaughn, of course, are going to be on at 3 o'clock, popping by, and you won't want to miss that. Returning guest Harper McCormick is also going to be on. We are actually going to do a Tinder consultation. We have someone coming on that is allowing us to essentially give him advice on his Tinder profile. Uh, That's going to be real interesting. And even more interesting is the fact that I'm going on a live first date. Around 9.30pm on the live stream, I'm going on a date with Mr. Dan Hendricken, who is the third component of the Boys Club podcast. So you're going to get all three Boys Club members one way or another on Saturday. It's going to be really exciting, so please tune in and go on the chat and talk to me because I'm going to need it. Holy shit, I don't know how I'm going to do 12 hours, but I'm hoping it will all work out. So this will be the second last episode that we're putting out before the voting closes for the coast, and that's the Best of Halifax Reader's Choice Awards. I've been saying this every week for a while now. We would love a vote for Best Podcast. We know we are still small. We have no chance of getting, you know, first or second place, but third would be amazing. Um, We're going for third, so please cast your vote. We would probably lose our minds if we got in the top three. Anyways, I'm shutting up. I've already gone longer than I said I would. I hope you guys enjoy this fucking awesome episode with Andrew Vaughn. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. We are here. I don't know why I'm talking like a game show announcer. (laughs) Come on down! Um, We are here with Andrew Vaughn. Hey. Welcome to Intoxicated, Andrew. Thank you for having me. My Instagram stalking <laughs> has paid off. Has paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Instagram stalking never pays off, except now I'm not allowed to see what Taylor Swift is doing. Oh my god! Well, when I okay, so I, I watched the roast of Dan. Yeah. Today, and it came out that you love Taylor Swift. I I thought 1989 was a dope album. Oh, I just thought it was really yeah. good. I mean. To be fair, I I really enjoyed her latest release. I, uh, Reputation. I just I haven't gotten into anything on no? it, but I like like the thing is like I fucking hate pop music when I was growing up. Like pop music is like like you're young, you're like fuck 
you know this corporate bullshit but the older you get you're like oh, this is kind of a fun tune like this is <laughs> this is nice i can kind of like just jam to this and so when i started hearing shit coming out from taylor swift like initially my reaction was oh that's the woman that just writes all these songs about her ex-boyfriends right yeah. like and then the stuff started coming out from 1989 i'm like oh, this is fucking catchy mm-hmm. the next thing you know there's like four song- singles and i'm like these are all really good singles it's good songs. and then a buddy of mine who i would never have pegged he was like, yeah, man, it's a good album. It's a good pop album. I had to go to Taz Records and buy it on vinyl, which was like, I felt so like, like I always get, <laughs> I always get judged when I'm in Taz Records, like, cause I mostly buy hip hop records and shit mm-hmm. anyway. And I'm asking about like, y'all got the ghetto boys and they're like, no, but we got this, you know, indie folk, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, like <laughs> but the fact that I'm walking up with like a fuck, a DMX record and a Taylor Swift and it's just like, <laughs> Says a lot about me as a person. <laughs> I love when people admit yeah. that they like Taylor Swift because she's mm. fucking fantastic. Other fun, catchy songs. Just don't she's take yourself so seriously. Writer. Enjoy, enjoy them. Like, yeah, uh, I saw her live in concert. For yeah, her. I would go see her live in concert. There's a clip online. Oh my god, did you ever just see this clip? It's fucking Taylor Swift and J Lo doing Jenny from the Block together. Yes, because she brings celebrities. Uh, up. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. It's it's like one of the greatest like live concert things I think I've ever seen. It's unreal. She did. Yeah. Um, I love that she brings people like like surprise guests. Yeah, she had Brian Adams. Yeah, Adams. I said that wrong. Brian Brian Adams. Yeah, 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 yeah Canadian yeah, Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. Summer '69. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did that song, and yeah. she's like, "This is one of my favorite songs of all time," and I'm getting to sing it with. Oh, perfect. With yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> just like what? Just to be her. I just, just think to be you, her for a day. I think you take people take their musical likes way too seriously. Like you know. Thank you. It's like like I love hip hop, but like I'm like. I don't care if it sounds good. Like, I listen, there's country music I like. Like, I've never understood that aspect. Like, people are like, country music fucking sucks. And it's like, yeah, a lot of it sucks. Right. But you, there's so much good country music there's out some there. Good, yeah, there's, there's good stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. yeah. You just gotta, and who cares? I feel like if you're a music lover, like, you can appreciate all genres. Yeah. Well, that's why 35 yeah. to me is a sweet age. Cause yeah. you're, you're not old enough to be old, but you're old enough to nobody care about what you're into anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so if you want to drive down the road listening to Taylor Swift, they're like, look you at that can. sad motherfucker going to work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Like, they're like, teenagers are like, that they have no interest in you and 20 year olds have no interest in you. So you just do your own thing. You just do your thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm getting there, I think. I'm yeah. 31. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, 30, not 30 was a big year. I found 35 was a big year. I think 40 will be like, you know, I think it's every five years from that point. You're just like, oh, right. fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I make it to. <laughs> You'll make it. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> That's the big joke. Everyone's got a fucking date on when it's going to happen. <laughs> like when you'll die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping to win the bet. I'm going to take myself out. That just oh, rig the game. God. <laughs> Rig the game, make enough money to cover the funeral costs. If you could choose, other than suicide, <laughs> if you could choose how to go out. Mm. That's an interesting question because we've just been talking a lot about how you would kill yourself lately. Oh my Not god! About uh, like how you would go natural in my sleep. If it was natural thing, yeah. obviously you want to go in your sleep, less pain, right? You know, like. Is, but how do you just die in your sleep? Is it is it just you just well that's rage? the thing right? Probably most of the time now it's in the hospital, which means you probably did go through a lot of pain before that that moment happens. Like, oh God, so yeah, I don't know. Death freaks me out. Uh yeah, I mean it doesn't for me anymore. Like, uh, oh I'm really? 
I don't know. Like I'm an atheist and I don't believe in like God or an afterlife or anything like that. And I find it, I find that kind of, uh, kind of reassuring, kind of pleasing. Like, uh, right. Like there's this, uh, f- I, I, in university, I watched this film, this, uh, foreign film, one like best picture, I think for best foreign film when it came out. It's called Antonia's Line. And it's about this whole family of women, like generations of women, and just how like strong through perseverance these like generations of women are. Mm. And when one of the characters um dies in it, should the one woman is explaining to her granddaughter, like she goes, Well, is he going to another place? And she said, No, this is the only dance that we dance. Aww. And I just thought that was such a beautiful way to look at life. And then they kind of like they show that like he dies and the grass keeps growing and the trees keep growing and the sun comes up. I think there's some fucking really beautiful about the fact that we just die and the world just keeps on going. Yeah, I mean, beautiful or terrifying. I don't know. (laughs) To me, it just means it's like I don't know. I don't know why. I just always look at it like it's great to know that when you're gone in 20 years, things just keep happening. I want to get there. Yeah, it's like I really want to get to where you are because I'm absolutely terrified and i think about death to an obsessive degree yeah fair enough like and i don't know if it's like me because i i don't know if i'm an atheist but i definitely don't believe like i grew up catholic and i was like fuck this shit this shit is (laughs) fucking stupid um like i was the first of my sisters to stop going to church yeah i grew up in a pretty catholic family um so i don't know what it like i don't know if i'm just seeking spirituality at this point in my life or what yeah but death freaks me out so much no i get it i mean it's never easy to be around like i mean i went to like even like it's even though i'm trying to like take like a a complex approach i remember uh like this year the stupidest of weird things like my mechanic died this year and it was like i never felt like we were super super close but i just thought he was a really cool guy this guy i did like his book work for and he would do like work on my car and like we just sort of like even it out, like so it's never really money exchange type Aww. of shit. Yeah. And like I have flat tires come up, he'll come like fucking f- fix them, or like if there's a problem with like he just always helpful, right? Right. And he, I guess he did this for a lot of people, like in the community and stuff like that. And uh, and when he died, I was like, you know, I've had like on, I've had grandparents die and shit like that, but I was kind of like, it was like one of those first like adult. Kind of like a friend. Yeah, kind of like a friend. Like, not a family member, but a friend. And then you just, like, stupid things, like, because, like, here I am thinking about, like, like, not even thinking about what his family must be going through, but I'm just also thinking, like, oh, I'll never see so-and-so again. Right? You know what I mean? Like, like it's that weird... an odd, consistent part of your life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you're just like, and he was always so funny, and so, like, I bought Run DMCC covers for my van once, and he was uh-huh. just, like, laughing his ass off about... He's like, I gotta get me a pair. Where did you find those? Like, like just shit like that that you're just like, I'll never have those moments again. You know what I mean? Like, That's like, so crazy. Yeah, so that part is why death, I think, is scary. Right. right. Like, like, yeah, and I just, I'm just convinced I'm gonna get hit by a car. Oh, well. Because yeah. walking, walking around this city, I'm <laughs> like, just like... Oh, well, it's in Halifax. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I might be the one that hits you. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose it's just like i'm a driver i, I fuck yeah. up all the time i tried to run a friend down on like i was joking <laughs> i was jokingly gonna try to run it was actually around the corner here for at mumford oh Death he just Alley. got he just got a motorbike and he was driving he drove right past me sort of like that scene in pulp fiction where they see fucking marcellus walls walk in front of the car and then you realize oh shit right so i was like i'm gonna fucking take this right turn and like freak him out oh I'm my a- god almost hit a pedestrian who was trying to cross in front of me and i'm like See? Sorry. It's people like you 
that make me so scared of time. Mm. But I'm just like, I'm just, I just have this weird fear of that somehow I'm going to die either by being hit by a car or in a car accident. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, like, and I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I'll be walking down the street and I'm just like, I'm going to get plowed into. I'm going to get some guy's going to drive. Cause that's what people are doing now. They're driving cars yeah. into fucking sidewalks. Yeah. What the fuck? And in this city, it's like you can't go a day or two without hearing somebody hit, hit right? like trying to cross a road where they're supposed to fucking cross it. Yep. <laughs> um, and I'm and I'm like, even if I'm just like at a marked crosswalk, it's not enough for me. No. Like I would rather go up to lights or something because yeah. I feel oh, slightly yeah. more totally. safe. Totally. It's fucking ridiculous. Ugh. So I don't think it's irrational. I think uh, you know. You're... I think it's irrational. The specifics of my. <laughs> fears because like but you're not alone at all that's the thing like there's yeah, so true. many people out there that like not just to hit the car thing but like that are just like uh what is death what is you know yeah yeah what what is the end is it fast and painful or does it drag on like because for me it just blows my mind that like i mean and like you hear about like all these fucking random shootings and shit yeah. and it's just like you know especially this one that happened in Fredericton. it's mm. like I'm in an apartment complex right now where it's like, yeah. you know, there's two buildings. It's kind of like a, you know, like a U shape. There's like a walkway. Yeah. And it's just like, holy fucking shit. These people were just walking outside and they got shot. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't know the details of all that, but somebody told me who lives in New Brunswick that, that like the guy who shot the two, that it was his ex-girlfriend and her new lover. I was wondering and if there then, was a connection And then the cops there. showed up to be like, what the fuck's going on? And he shot the cops. See, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know if that's true. It's just what I heard mm. this. I went to a gay wedding in New Brunswick last week. I just like saying it was a gay wedding. There's no point for me to point out that it was a gay two wedding. Guys? Yeah, two dudes. Amazing. And so like, uh, yeah, there were people there that were from Fredericton that were kind of like saying, we heard it was a couple and like, you know, yeah. See, yeah. cause when I, when I heard it happen, I was just kind of like, I wonder if there was a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that makes it any less scary. No, I mean, it's still a, yeah. Trying to be nice to everybody. You know? <laughs> Even your exes, apparently. <laughs> and that's the hardest part. Or maybe like. <laughs> or you just be like me, there? don't date or fuck anybody. And then you don't have to worry about it. Nobody coming to shoot you. <laughs> ding, ding. I didn't, I didn't explain the bell yet. Oh, no. <laughs> I grew up, I fucking listened to Opie and Anthony for years. I thought the bell was when I was going to say something super inappropriate and you were going to be like, <laughs> it's like enough. Three, <laughs> three strikes and you're kicked out. Yeah. No, the bell is like a, I agree mm-hmm. or, or like if someone makes a really good joke. Yeah, okay. You can okay. Sing okay. It. So this might be a ding heavy episode. Yeah. Hopefully. Cause we're here with a, I'm burying well, the fucking lead. We just went straight into death. I was oh, like, I don't, yeah. Vaughn is here. Death, death, death. Plus I'm a rambling motherfucker who likes talking and likes oh, listening to himself up. talk. So I'll probably. That's so. why I started a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone told me I, I listen like to every single voice. episode of our podcast after it's put out because I'm just like, <laughs> I like listening to it. <laughs> the other co-hosts are like, you listen to that shit? I'm like, yeah, man. I like, I did a podcast with a comic in New Brunswick. His name is Mark Splute. I've listened, I think, three times. And it's just me and him talking. Oh, my Why God. Why the fuck would... What an egomaniac I am that I got to listen to me, his interview with me for th- three times. No, I don't think that's it. You know, okay... I have a theory about this. Well, we're probably narcissists. Yeah, oh that's yeah. probably true. Yeah, but um, I think anyone who starts podcasts is kind of yeah. a little bit narcissistic. I think anybody that does something creatively is a little bit of a narcissist. Of course, uh, yeah, because yeah. it's like you're 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 creating yeah. content based on you. Yeah, and you're trying to make people like it. I've um, always not to interrupt. I've always hate. I, one thing I fucking hate is when someone says, "Oh, you got the balls to do comedy. Oh, you got the balls to get on stage." It has nothing to do with balls. Everything to do with narcissism and stupidity. <laughs> It's seriously, we're too stupid to know better, and we're fucking so narcissists that we need that validation. 
It has nothing to do with balls. It's absolutely not. At least hmm. that's how I feel. And but so many people want to make it seem like it was this courageous leap to so put a foot brave. on stage. Fuck off, man. Courageous is fucking courageous is signing up for the government's fucking war machine and going over, uh, across right? seas. What I do is not courageous at all. Like, did, you get, did you get nervous though? Not anymore. No. no, I've been doing it long enough that it's like I mean I do, but different kinds of nervousness, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know. I, I mean, and I don't know where the mind frame comes. Mind frame. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where the frame of mind yeah. comes from when people are like, okay, I'm going to actually get up there and do an open mic. Like, yeah. cause I have jokes on my fucking phone, yeah. but like I would never get up and say them on stage. Yeah. On I mean, stage, you know? Yeah. It's like, it depends. Like for me, it's like, I always explain to people like I, I can trace like my, my love of comedy back to like four or five years old. Like, like really, I can tell you the first comedy special I ever heard and how they made me feel. Like, and just oh, like, wow. and, but like my whole life, I never really, it's always been there. You know what I mean? Like, and it's never been like something I've ever even thought about until when I thought about it. And then I started doing it and everything made sense. Right. I think a lot of people, especially me, and I see this a lot in comedy and unfortunately with people that aren't funny, is that a lot <laughs> of people are searching for something that gives their life a sense of importance. Yeah. And for me, it was comedy. Once I started doing comedy regularly, everything just fell into place. Yeah. There's a lot of people that think that comedy is going to do that for them. And unfortunately, it's like this, Sour Man, this is another. I want to go up to them and be like, you're a nice person, but this is just another one of your failed. You know what I mean? Like, like. So do you think it's something that can be fixed? So, like, when you see someone, when you see someone, like, not doing great or something. I'll, Do you think it's something like where you could give them feedback and maybe help them? It's twofold. Craft it it's twofold because I can see somebody that's doing new in comedy and not doing very well, but I can go, oh, there's potential. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm going to see something. In once it. they figure it out and they figure out how to start writing jokes, something will work out. Right. But there's some people, man, that I can be, the minute you meet them, you're just like, it's never going to work. Right. It's just not. It's just, it's not clicking, you know, like. Because you have to be so quick. Yeah, I mean, that comes with time, I find. Like, being, being able to be snappy and funny. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are probably like, well, this is, you got a comic on the podcast. He hasn't been that (laughs) funny already. Like, you know, like. I, in fact, I, I just think comedians are good talkers. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's what draws me to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they know how to fucking talk and have a conversation. Yeah. And well, that's lacking these days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd so. rather have a conversation with anybody in person. Right? Like, it's so like, much better. Yeah, it's so much better. And Text the nuances. Like, uh, how do you do it? Yeah, yeah. So many, no, uh, the thing I find hilarious is like, you, you hear this all the time in articles and I like, get that. And me and Travis have talked about it a lot on our, on our podcast and just like about how, uh, everybody's like like okay perfect example there's a, i don't know if you know this is a comedy club in new york called the creek in the cave it's and uh, the legion of skanks do you know who they yes. are yeah so they did they do their podcast from the creek in the cave okay and there was a guy in the audience who's wearing a proud boy hat <sighs> and somebody got up in the fuck and grabbed one of the podcast microphones and was like how dare you like little proud and they're like we didn't even know what the fucking proud boys were like like, like you know like yeah. like this guy's wearing a hat in the audience like we don't you know we're not even thinking about it so, like, they're calling for, like, them to boycott this comedy club and shut down this comedy club. And, like, if you listen to the Legion of Skanks, they're, like, they have a character called Hate Speech the Bear, which is, like, a teddy bear that says hateful, racist shit. 
but like it's a show with two Jews and a, and a Puerto Rican. Like yeah, like like, like it it's meant to be edgy. It's yeah. meant to be like and if you go into it going this shit they say on there sometimes that I'm like Ugh. right. Uh, but I still don't, I don't hold it against them. I don't have any thoughts yeah. like because I know what they're doing right. But the, these people, well, they, so they invited this guy who had a problem with them to come on the podcast and talk about it. And he was like, well, no, I won't sit down with anybody that I, like has these opinions and like blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's like, you got to have sit down and have a conversation. with. If you're not willing to sit down and have a conversation with somebody, then you need to shut the fuck up. You don't, you're not allowed to have an offended opinion. Oh my you're God. just not. That's a ding. Yeah, you're not. Like, There's a Netflix documentary about this black guy. His name's Daryl Davis, I believe, who has goes to kkk uh like organizations and talks with people in the kkk and he's converted several head leaders of groups of kkk people out of the kkk because he sat down with them and they realized all this shit i've been told about black people all my life isn't true right and I didn't know that because I wasn't willing to sit down and have a conversation with an actual black person and and people are too quick to just be like, you're wrong. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. So and much not, easier on the internet to fight. And sit down and talk. So much easier on the internet to fight. You get two human beings in front of each other and realize that person gets up in the morning and has to go to work and pay his rent just the same way as you do. It's a lot harder to fight with that person. So, <laughs> yeah. so true. Yeah. Oh and and that's the, the part of the world that I hate. That's right. the part of the world I'm getting tired of. Isn't getting older like this? This, yeah. Everybody is this, and everybody fuck. Everybody's gonna say something stupid. Everybody's gonna make a mistake and fuck up. And it's this world of like, people will be doing well, and then someone will go like years and years and years back and find one comment they yeah. made years and years and years ago, and they will bring it back up and try to like ruin their career. Yeah. Like I'll use the example of. Shane Dawson, who's a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about that one. And like, they found a clip. Most of recently, him. with the James Gunn stuff too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and they found a clip of him saying something. He made a pedophile joke or mm-hmm. something, and I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, it was Shane Dawson is a pedophile. Yeah. It's not like, that way. What? Like, not a pedophile. Like, yeah. fucking calm down. Well, people don't understand. What what drives me nuts is like. Do you guys do realize like a pedophile is not going to draw any attention to himself? <laughs> like a pedophile isn't sitting going like, mm, the best way for me to hide in public is to openly admit I'm a pedophile. <laughs> My God, why hasn't anyone tried this strategy before? Like, like, no, like, like, it's not a fucking thing that happens, people. I fight, like, man, I may, like, that's the thing I would say to other people too. It's like, I, you know, I've alluded to it a couple times in this podcast that you know me and some other comics do a podcast, the Boys Club, the Boys Club podcast. Here's my thing: if you're listening out there and you want to check it out, no going into it, you're going to hear some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. You might not like some of it, you might like some of it, but you're I, I'm allowing you into a room with a bunch of comics, mm-hmm. and you better be cool. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to be cool, you can leave. You can just mm-hmm. leave. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I. I I've listened and I really, really fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. Like to me, it's like you know we, we, we sh- like we stretch, we push the line all the time. But that's what good comics do. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that's what it's about, and it's about growing. I mean, like especially me at podcast. I don't know how you held anything that anybody says on a podcast against them. Because we're not Christ. planning this out. No. You didn't write 20 questions and submit it to me beforehand, and then I wrote uh, uh, 20 answers, hoping no? that, like, 
So I don't know. You might say something and then I might think, ah, oh, this is funny. I'll throw it in and it might fucking bomb. But like, that's the whole point, right? <laughs> like, you can't hold that against And somebody. I got over that pretty early. Like, mm. I'm, you know, in the 70s now for episodes. Yeah. And, like, I, I know, like, around episode nine, I started being like, ooh, yee, I don't know about this. Yeah. And then I realized, and I, and I don't know... I mean, I think a lot of podcasters starting out might feel this way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it just feels like you're just kind of talking into a void. And you don't, yeah. You don't really know if people are listening. Yeah. Are they hearing me? Like, you know, you made jokes in the show about, like, having 30 listeners. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you we, know, we like, used to do a thing where we would check the feed burner statistics every week. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, oh, shit, we're down five. Oh, we're up seven. <laughs> like, like, like why'd the five leave? Like, <laughs> and we've had consistently just one on Google Play. Like, it's like everyone else is like, fuck, I'm not. Li-. Like, there's one dude who's like, I ain't getting anything else. I'm going right to Google Play. That's where I want to hear it. Like, Can you see where they're coming from? Uh, yeah, you can see, like... Like, country-wise? I, you can on FeedBurner, like, a lot of the, uh, stuff I see, there's a couple that are from overseas, which I'm clearly sure are not listening at all. Mm. Like, I think it's just, like, a... It's, like, a bot or it's something. It's a bot, right? Yeah. Um, for the most part, like, it's mostly Halifax, New Brunswick. Yeah, same. You know, that, that are kind of listening. Um. Yeah. I have an odd number of U.S. listeners. Mm. Oddly enough. But our first Patreon was someone from the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, how the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, how you're the like, fuck how the did fuck? you find yeah, me? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Um, but uh, hey, Tyler, thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, I'll this, take fans anywhere I can get them. Fuck yeah, it. You guys should get a Patreon. Well, I mean, it's maybe down the road. Like, um, I'm really happy with how the podcast has been. Like, I've. Uh, you know, before I did this podcast with Travis and Dan, uh, I used to do my own, it was called like, uh, my comedy week. And it was like, mm-hmm. and I was going to have, try to have a comic on every week. We talk about what we did that week and like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I, I, I got really, I, I found it hard to ask people to be on all the time. It is really tough. And then the worst thing with rotating guests is sometimes you have really good episodes sometimes you have episodes you gotta release because you gotta release an episode but you don't feel very confident in that episode right i i feel that so hard yeah and i think that that's an advantage that you might have now Mm. where you have co-hosts yeah well like trap like dan is on and off on the podcast because he's got a busy life up with him well sometimes he's busy sometimes he's at the lake which i found out the other day (laughs) i heard that i gotta go to the lake Oh my god, it was the greatest, cause, okay, we used to record the podcast every Sunday before an open mic, and then we would all get together to record the podcast and we go to the open mic. And when Dan originally s- agreed to do the podcast, he said, let's record multiple episodes a night, which I wasn't a big fan of, because then if something current happens, it's like, yeah. And even though we stop an episode and we start recording an episode, we're referencing shit that happened in the other episode because it just happened 10 minutes ago to us. Like, I wasn't a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were doing Sundays and then Dan goes, Sundays don't work for like he. Well, it's funny because the other (laughs) night he came up. He's like, who the fuck decided we were going to record on a Tuesday at seven anyway? (laughs) And my memory's shit, right? But Travis goes, actually, we were used to record on a Sunday and then you said Sundays didn't work for you. So we asked when was a better day and you said Tuesday and then we said would seven be okay and you're like perfect that gives me enough time to get off work have supper and and and, and so literally the scheduling was all his. Ah! 
But now he's like, who the fuck chose Tuesday on a seven? So uh, is Dan the diva of the group? No, no. He's just, man, I had such a fuck. I like, uh, last <laughs> night I was like drunk as shit and uh-huh. I like, had a couple uh, weed cookies in me, which is Ooh. probably where I'll get to tonight. And, uh, Perfect. Fucking Dan called me. Like, no one calls anybody anymore. And I get a phone call at 12 o'clock at night from Dan. I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? Who died? We talked for two hours. He, we're, we, he's literally in the same city. That's we just nice, sat though. there on the phone talking for two hours. And I was like, this is nice. This was very nice. It's Lately. It, it needs. It's an art that needs to come back. Yeah. Phone conversations. Yeah, yeah. Because you think you think going into it, this is going to be awkward. And what the fuck? Who's who yeah. talks on the phone? But like. Some of the best convos you have are, are on the phone. Yeah. And then you realize, you look at your phone, you're like, holy shit, that was a three-hour conversation. Yeah. That was the I, best. I think with our podcast, when it comes to Dan, it's like, Dan's, and especially with this comedy on stage, Dan's very interested in being silly and being fun, which is great. I love when he's on the podcast because he brings a level of silliness and fun to it, mm-hmm. and I laugh my ass off every time he's there, right? <laughs> But me and Travis also want to tackle serious shit. I love it. And we yeah. also want to say, what's going on in the comedy scene? What's going on in the comedy news? What's going on in the world? Well, did you hear this thing? Is it this? And like, once in a while, Travis will do a segment called like, where he's like, brings open the church of common sense, he calls it, where he just fucking rants about how people need to smarten the fuck up. And I think Dan doesn't want, like, doesn't want to do that sometimes. Right. Like we've gotten into the conversation for where Dan will just sit there. <laughs> And so we just joke about like you want to interject. He's like, no, you guys are digging your own grave. I'll just fucking sit back and sit watch. back. He's like, I don't want to be a part of some letter writing campaign or some shit. Like, oh like, man, like, that's so funny because I don't think any of the episodes I've heard have had him on it yet. Well, we've done twenty six. He's been a part of eleven, so it's not hard to miss him. <laughs> I'll have to go back and dig because I'm gonna I need to have Dan on too, and I want to yeah, yeah, have y'all. On. Yeah, he had a work thing tonight. That's why he couldn't make. I it. I want to get to know all of y'all. Oh no, man! Like, I love y'all. I was like, <laughs> I just was happy. Like, I was like, I love doing podcasts. I love talking about comedy, and uh, or just talking to people. And when you reach, oh, and we had that post made. Mm-hmm. I didn't see I was tagged in it because like we weren't following each other. Or oh, you okay. were following Boys Club podcast, but not like my own Instagram. Right. And then Brandon Michael, who I think you did an episode with, Love he pointed it out to me. And then I got a hold of you. And like Travis really wanted to be a part of it, but he's in New Brunswick doing gigs this week. Aw, you'll be on soon. Definitely have him on. He's recording an album soon. So he's like, in. so yeah, like have, I'm, I'm so down and I dig the vibe of the show. I think it's fucking yeah, great. Those are the fun. types of pods that I love listening to. Yeah, like a lot of people, like I have friends who are like, why would I listen to a podcast with no aim or no goal and just kind of talking? I'm like, to me, those are the podcasts I like the most. Like, me too. Like, like, it's more human. Yeah, because to, to me, I love talk radio. And like, unless you're working for like, like there's a radio station out of Toronto that I've been listening to for years called News Talk 1010. And like, they're very regimented in the fact that like, they got to have breaks. They got to mm. get their sponsors in and they got to talk about the news topics. And I like that mm-hmm. to a degree. But I also like, like, I, th- I think I told you earlier, like, I, you know, I listened to Opie and Anthony for years and it's just mm-hmm. two two hosts and jim norton and then comic guests on love it and you never know they could spend two hours talking about what they did the day before or they could spend two hours talking about what the president did last night like like, like, that's to me what i like 
Ding, yeah. ding. And me too. Because oh. like, because like I like to have silly episodes where it's fun and funny, but yeah. like I also like to go fucking deep and serious. Yeah. yeah. And I love that contrast. Like I love, I kind of love that it's like, here's an episode about, um, the Me Too movement. And then, yeah. oh, here's an episode about blowjobs. Well, yeah. Like I love, like, I think it was, um, <laughs> The other week with me and Travis, like, I, I think we talked about stuff like the James Gunn firing and all that stuff. And I know we've talked about the Nanette comedy special quite a bit lately. And then we, we make up this fictional character of Helen Keller being a crime fighter called, <laughs> called Wolf Bitch. Like, 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 because apparently in our world, she's raised by wolves and that's how she becomes a superhero. Like, I love like, like, I love, I love it. So I- it's like, it's fun to me to have those, like, obviously you want laughs to be there. Yeah. And you want silly shit to be in there so the audience isn't like, oh, this is a bunch of guys taking themselves very fucking seriously. Right? But that is, it, to me, I don't, I'm interested in also having the conversation about the serious shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's, and I think you're really lucky that you have a co-host that you can just sit down and have banter with. I'm very jealous of that. Yeah. Because for me, it's like I rely on having people on mm-hmm. and it's a weird process because like sometimes I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this subject. Yeah. I need to find someone who knows about this subject. Yeah. But most times I'm like, okay, no, I got to shift it. I got to start looking at personalities that would be good and figure out like what, like what can you talk about? Cause like if I just have one main topic, one or two, I think is good. Mm-hmm. Then whatever the rest yeah, is. Yeah, I usually whatever. jot down a couple notes on a pad of paper. Yeah, exactly. And if we get to it, we get to it. If we don't, we don't. You exactly. Know, it's, it's like, me, I like it's that like, so much better. Yeah. It's way more chill. And then and that being said, like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, came up with this new podcast i'm going to start doing uh it's going to take a while before i'm ready to do it this is going to be video element involved which is like you know i have a green screen behind you so (laughs) investigating that so um it's called it's called the make andrew a man podcast (laughs) and uh, i'm gonna have a guest on every week who's gonna teach me how to do something manly that i should know how to do that i don't know how to do oh my gosh and the best part it. is, is half of the guests are dead. Yeah, like, yeah, ha- yeah. I want to do 12 episodes, write them out, plan them out. And six of those episodes are guaranteed to be female guests on the show. Cause I don't want it to seem like, yeah, I don't want it to seem like I'm saying like something Manly. about masculinity yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. only men. I think it's be- hilarious that a woman teaches me how to change the oil to my car or, and not, and I don't mean hilarious in the sense like, isn't it funny that girls know that? So I just mean like, <laughs> It shows that I'm not saying masculinity has anything to do with the fact that it's a man teaching me a man thing. It's saying that these are the traditional things that, like, you think your parents teach you when you're growing up. You think, like, so that's the, I mean, this is something, it's an idea I had, and I want to, like, do video with it. Like, But I want it to be an audio and video podcast. Like, I want there to be an audio portion, but then I want you to redirect to a place where you have to watch the video segments Mm -hmm. of me doing the thing. That sounds amazing. I actually don't know shit about manly stuff, but that's... That's but like 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 all sorts of shit like hunting, fishing, car repair, even dating. Like I don't date. I don't date. Right. So it's like let's get into that. You don't date. Nah, man. I I haven't I haven't been with a woman in like fifteen years, and Uh I haven't been on a date in like a long ass time. Uh, I just like I'm older. It doesn't bother like it doesn't bother me anymore. I feel like with people when they don't date, like it just becomes a normal. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, the thing was, I spent. So many years of my life thinking that that was such an important thing that you had to have in your life is mm. like a, a companion 
And don't get me wrong, I, I there are a lot of things that I miss out on because I'm not, you know, dating anybody. But I realize like that's not where you need to find your happiness. So true. It's from you like, can't rely on other people. Other people can yeah, fuck off. Yeah. And and like you know, there's there's like a whole litany of reasons why like shit's been weird. But like also too, like I'm 35. I know other guys have had a hard time dating, and then for some reason 35 seems to be the magical number, and then everything just sort of takes really? off from there. I know like five or six dudes throughout my entire life that like were aw- were I don't want to say awful with women because it makes us sound like we're like really <laughs> shitty to women. I just mean like awful knowing how to talk to women. And then 35, for some reason, just seemed to fix everything. Hmm. I mean, I think that's an ideal... Like, when I'm... Like, I'm 31. Mm. And when I'm thinking about, like, the ideal age to date, that yeah. would be the ideal Well, ideal the another age. thing for me is, like, I'm pretty staunch about, like, the fact that I don't want kids. Like, so, like, if you're date, if If I'm dating a girl who's my age, mm-hmm. trying to find one that's cool without having a family or having a kids is, like... It's a little hard to do, you, you know? know? Probably not, though. Oh, yeah? So I feel like it's the new, <laughs> it's the new, new trendy thing mm-hmm. to not want kids. Like, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends who were all just like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is something that's tricky because if you are really, if you're really stern on that and you know you don't want them, like, when do you bring that up? Like, yeah. do you go on a couple dates? Well, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Or, like, like, what, how do you do that? And uh, I, uh, I used to think it was just basically I used to tell people it's because I'm too selfish. Like I care too about my too much about myself to like turn all that off and focus right. on. But I don't know, man. Like my cat died in October, and like oh, so I've been sorry. like like I I can't I, like I can't even look at pictures of other cats oh. without like feeling like I miss my fucking cat. Like oh, so like to I'm me sorry. it's just like. I live a weird at everyone's like get another cat. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Like there's a part of me that misses having a cat, but there's another part of me that like if there are days where I'm like, shit, it's six o'clock and I've been home all day, I gotta get home, spend time with the cat, no. make sure that she's like, you know, cool. That I don't have that in my life anymore. So there's a part of me that's like it makes me want to cry. Uh, I do have a cat kicking. I had this cat for like fifteen, sixteen years. I love this cat to death and and uh yeah, this was it's a great so ass fucking cat. Hard. Yeah, man. It was like I can't imagine when when I woke up one morning and she was like, I'm so used to her being like right there when I wake up. I'm sorry if I'm making this too depressing. You can tell me that. (laughs) There's tissues there for a reason. (laughs) But, um, so she, she wasn't in my bed and like I was petting on the light and she didn't come and I'm like, that's, it's kind of fucking weird. And I know she was alive, but she wasn't moving around that much. Then my mom comes over. I call my mom. My mom comes over and uh, my mom starts going, I think any moment, man, I think she's going to be done. And then my mom puts like a blanket over her. Like, like a towel, and my mom goes, Yeah, I think she died. And I'm like, Mom, I guess her eyes are open and she's still breathing. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Wait, she put a blanket over the cat. I'm like, Literally, I could see her chest moving up and down. Like, like, she's not, Mom's like, I don't know. I think I'm like, Are you trying to kill her before she's dead? Like, like, I'm like, Fuck off. So then uh, my mom was oh like, Well, God. let's, what do you want to do? You want to wait till she dies or you want to take her to the vet? And I was like, well, take her to the vet, see what the vet says at least, right? Like, Yeah, like, just get it checked out. So we took her to the vet, and the vet was like, we were there two weeks ago before, because she'd lost a ton of weight, and I couldn't figure out why. That's like a first sign yeah. kind of thing. And yeah. uh, the vet was like, man, her heart rate's really slow. She's like, she oh. will die eventually, or we could, you know, do the thing and hurry it up. And like, I was an emotional wreck, just like, did, did you put her down? Oh, I was, yeah, we put her down. Oh. And I was like, I was tears kind of. Coming out of my, like my, she's like, do you want to be in the room when it happens? I was like, fuck no. 
Like oh, I was yeah. like, I, my mom stayed in the room, but I was like, I can't. Like you know, I, I often think about that because I have a cat, Mindy. I don't know where she is, yeah. <laughs> but um, I I'm just like, I just don't. Yeah, it's <laughs> I I just I want her to outlive me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know she. Wants, oh yeah, and, 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 it's just such a sad thing. So so I'm I go out in the waiting part of the vet and I'm bawling my eyes out and then like. Literally, there's a guy at the cash register talking to the, the, the girl, like, and he's like, he had to put his family dog down that oh, day. fuck. And he was like, yeah, I just don't know how I'm going to tell the six and the eight-year-old at home that the dog's not coming home. And that sort of, cli- like, it didn't stop my sadness, but it made me go like, fuck, he's got to go home and tell two little kids that the dog's not coming. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. I just got to go home and deal with the You just fact. have to deal with the sadness yourself. Exactly. And be alone with it. And uh, I was supposed to do my, like, I have a show every week at Gus's Pub Monday nights. And so I was supposed to do it that night because she died on a Monday. And it was, it was so weird. I had this Halloween thing. Like, it was, like, I was going to dress in costume. I had bought snacks to give out, like, the thing. <laughs> and I contacted my, my co-host, Martin Edwards, and I was like, man, I can't make it tonight. You're going to have to do it. He's like, absolutely. I turn. I found out they turned it into what they called the dead cat show, what? where like every comic got on stage and talked about my cat and the fact that it was sad that I wasn't there. And the Travis gets up and he goes, so he goes, I just want to let you guys know, I fucking hate cats, <laughs> goes, but I loved that cat so much. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, when I found out he said that, I was like, ah. Uh, oh. Oh, you God. sweet son of a bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And so I sat at home eating a whole bag, a, a box of uh, fun-sized cheesies Jesus while listening best. to, like, uh, I remember, you ever hear that Warren Zevon song, Keep Me In Your Mind a Little While, uh, Keep Me In Your Heart for a Little While? No. Yeah, it's, uh, Warren Zevon's a great rock and roll artist. When he was dying oh. of cancer, he wrote a song about, like, oh, just remember shit. me for so Like, shit. I'm listening to this song, crying, eating cheesies. My roommate comes out. He's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I'm like, the cat's dead. Just give me a night. I, I, I don't blame you, and I would 100% take a day off work. Like I, it, I would do the exact same yeah. thing as what you did. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I love. It was the first aunt pet I've ever had that was like super fucking attached to me. Like I've always loved cats, but they're always very super in- independent. Like this one was like, <laughs> I was just like, I don't care. This one was like, was I'm she on a lab you at all. cat? Yeah, yeah, she's on me all the time. She was a barn cat when they found her, right? So she was like abandoned. So she is like, like she wants to know you're there all the time type of shit so but you know i had 15 Me. 16 years so yeah, <sighs> it's all good yeah that's that's a good life yeah yeah that's a good fucking life yeah, yeah you always like i heard i have a friend of mine that like her cat was five which is like a year younger than my cat right yeah. now and she just found her cat dead mm-hmm. like it just died at five years old and i'm mm-hmm. just like that's my worst nightmare yeah. my sister's a vet and i asked her i was like how the fuck does this talk? like what what the fuck? The one thing like okay, not to like, I feel like I'm I took it down a really dark weird road for your I podcast. I love going down dark roads. But um one of the things that I was happy about at least is that she was like like there's a you know you know the movie Donnie Darko? Yes, I do. So it's one of my I favorites. Fucking, I love Donnie Darko. And there's like a scene in it where he talk I think he's talking to a psychiatrist about like their their family pet that like mm-hmm. hid under the house so cuz she died alone. He's like, it made me realize that everybody just dies, dies alone. alone. And uh, I was like, I was at least happy that the cat didn't go like hide somewhere in the apartment. There's right. plenty of places that if she was like 
she could have went under something and I'd have never found her. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, at least in that moment, I was kind of thinking like, no, at least we were together. Yeah. When it ha- like, I wasn't in the room, but at least we were together. And at least yeah. it was peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Because so, when they do yeah. it, it's peaceful, yeah, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, mom says it's just that they go to sleep. They just, they just, go, just sleep. go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So. Fuck, it's fucking yeah, I'm more torn though. up about that than I've been family members and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, eh, this cat had my back. You can go fuck yourself. I'm like. I mean, I don't blame you. Mm. I really, I, yeah. It's like, and you're with them every day. And I got a three minute bit about it. So they, yeah. in the end, it all worked out. <laughs> you got some comedy. On. How? What's your process with comedy? So like, like how do you like? Obviously, it's based around your life. Yeah. yeah. But how do you write jokes? I guess is my question. Um, it's two different ways that I can write jokes. Most of the time, my writing jokes comes from something that i'm thinking in the moment then i'm like how can i make that longer here's a perfect example of like it's a new joke that i'm working on i mentioned i went to a gay wedding yes the other day and uh i did this first time i did on stage was the other night and it went pretty well so hopefully it's like but i gotta build on it it's just that uh i was like well the part that didn't go well was i was saying about how like i like saying it's a gay wedding because i like seeing the reaction on people's faces and if the, if you give me a look like you just smelled like like moldy bread or then i'm like i don't want to talk to you you know yeah, what i mean because yeah. i'm like you're not but you could go oh yeah so, and, cute. Uh, so i did this thing where i said uh i was as like you can't joke at a gay wedding though you just can't people are too sensitive it's so, like i said this uh Woman came up to me. I didn't know who she was. And Justin and James are getting married. She's like, are you here for Justin or James? And I just went, ah, neither. I just felt somebody should speak for the Lord. And, like, <laughs> like, and I was like, that's how you don't get invited back to a gay wedding. Like, 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 so, like, to me, that's the joke writing is like, I ha- I never actually said that to somebody. But no. I threatened, like, I told my friends, like, this is what I should tell everybody when I get there. This is what I'm here to right. Or that I only came to boo, or like, like just something like, you know, ridiculous. It's uh, an aspect that you add to it. Yeah. So like that yeah. thought pops in your head, and then you go home. And you're like, how can you expand on it? How can you do tags to the joke? How can you do callbacks? Shit like that. Uh, or there are times where I will sit down and be like, all right, I got my phone's turned off. I'm not at home. I got like a big mug of tea or coffee. Yeah. And then you just you sit down and you out. intend to do it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Damn. But like, I always wonder about the aspect of it of like, I'm, you know, I might write stuff in my phone yeah. that I think is funny, mm-hmm. but it's like, how the fuck do those things transition into one another? Yeah. I you think, know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's no, so much of it. I think sometimes to be, to be completely honest, sometimes the shit that gets laughs, yeah, I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think it's funny when I wrote it, right. but I'm like, I don't know why anybody else would think it was funny. Right. <laughs> like, it's so much testing. Yeah. It's, well, the, the best, the best analogy I ever heard about stand up comedy when it comes to like, and this is what people, this is what people got to fucking understand that come to open mic comedy shows. If you're not going to a comedy club, you're going to an open mic comedy show. And if you're going to an open mic comedy show, you're going to hear some rough shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear shit that's really good. You're going to hear shit that's dog shit and it's not good but if we started a band tonight we would practice forever and then when we did our first show say we were doing five songs we'd have those five songs ready and we nail those five songs 
You can't do that in comedy. No, fuck you no. have to, your <laughs> practice is in front of other people. Yeah. And a person I used to know said, Besh said, if, if the Rolling Stones had to fucking, from the minute they started, had to do every practice session in front of an audience, they may have never became the Rolling Stones. So true. We're comedy. We have to do that, right? You have to do that. So people come to open mics, they hear shit, and they go, oh, that offended me. Ugh. Well, this might not be done. It's not a, like, 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 <laughs> like shut your mouth. Like, I get it. I hear shit all the time that open mics that I I find to be poor, ta- poor of taste. But yeah, those people It's just don't not last. for you. Yeah, yeah. But don't, to maybe someone else in the room, it's for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Yeah, I try to make a point of letting the audience know, like, you're going to find some shit really funny. You're going to find some shit not so funny. Yeah. But that's the point of yep. tonight. You go to Yucks on the weekend, you should find all of it funny. And if you don't, that's the comic's fault. You know, like. like yeah, that's very, know. very true. What about bombing? Mm. Is there an art to bombing? Oh, bombing is so much fun. <laughs> It is, man. Like, like, it's so stupid to say that. Like, why would you ever say not doing well at what you're supposed to be? The thing, it's fun for me now because it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm like, right, like, you've been I'm doing like, it so long. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, almost nine years. Crazy. So, like, uh, like I started. Well, I'll be entering my ninth year in a couple weeks. Oh. So I started August thirty first, two thousand ten. Wow, you remember the date? I remember everything. the date, especially because August thirty first is my mom's birthday. Oh, <laughs> by the way, okay, <laughs> you mentioned your mom. Um, when I, I was a very close relationship with my mom, the rose yeah. today. Yeah, I had it just playing. Yeah, and I thought it was fucking great. And uh, it like YouTube autoplayed like one of your other videos. Oh, uh, okay. And I saw the video of like I made a mother's a a mother's cut of my cut. album where it's just <laughs> yeah. like. It goes, how's everybody doing tonight? Anyway, you guys have been great. Have a great night. I laughed so fucking hard because I was just like, I relate to that so yeah. much. I love my mom. My mom is, my mom to me is one of the greatest Aww. fucking people I've ever, like, like, like my mom, like my dad is a great dude. My dad is, uh, but my dad, my dad love my, my mom didn't think she was going to have any more kids when she started hooking up with my dad. Like, I have a brother and a sister, but the, my brother's 10 years older than me. My sister's 12 years older than me. Oh, wow. My dad was about five years younger than my mom. Oh. So it was kind of like one of these. They were Accident. fucking. They were fucking for the fun of it. Like, Accident. I mean, I don't. It's weird to say, but it's true. They were fucking. They just liked. They, they liked fucking each other. And uh, she got pregnant, and my dad always told me she cry- she bawled her eyes out in the fucking doctor's <laughs> office when, when our doctor told her she was pregnant. But, and my dad's always been a part of my life, and he's always tried to help out financially as much as he could, but he's been a physical laborer his entire life. There's not a lot of money in that shit, you know? Right. And my mom, at one point, was working a job, going to school, and raising three kids basically on her own. Because the other two kids' dad fucked off, wasn't even oh, in their life. Okay. At least my dad was in my life. You know? Right. Uh, Are they still so, together? Your mom and dad? No, they're but they're yeah. super close. Like they're oh, super cool. good friends. Like like, uh, and uh, I just I, I don't know. I've always just like really admired what she sacrificed to make every not even just our lives, but everybody around her's life it's work really well. A level of self yeah selflessness. Yeah. Um, that is like there's nothing like now that being said I refuse to let her listen to my stand up comedy 
That's why there's a mother's cut. My mom just recently found out about the podcast. Mm. I kept it. I kept it from her for a long time. Oh, I could tell my mom I do a podcast. She would have no idea what that is. <laughs> and I would just be like, we're leaving it at that. Oh, my God. She wants to come see me do more comedy, but it's just like, you know, I, I, I have a whole 10 minute bit on my album about you know being attractive to like to like and the shit i did go through with like trans women right like and it's just like i'm that's the conversation i just don't want to have with you don't want to open up the door you know like my mom uh, like i can admit as an adult that my mom has sex it's no big of a deal but she didn't want to talk to me about her fucking and (laughs) i i don't want to talk to her about me fucking so like, like that's why it's like She's a huge champion, though, for me. But I just like, yeah, but you can't listen to it. It's all good. That's exactly yeah. kind of what I said to my mom. I was just like, she's like, how do I find your podcast? And I was just like, well, you, you can find it on, on the <laughs> Apple Podcast app. Um, please vote for me for the coast. But um, maybe don't listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm just like, and then my dad was up recently because I had him up to visit. I bring him up once in a while and. Uh, he saw my mics and my stands and everything. So what's that for? I'm like, it's a podcast I do. And he goes, what's a podcast? I'm like, it's like online radio. And he's like, okay. <laughs> my Easy. dad, I, can Done. I, look, I feel like, I feel, first I want to say, I'm sorry if I, I bogart a lot of the time. I just like talking, but, uh, dude, t- this is what the show is. I'll tell you this funny story about Talk my dad. Yeah, so tell me I did a show, uh, in Bridgewater where I'm from on my dad's birthday when he was living in Bridgewater. And there were 10 people in the audience. And my dad already told me he wasn't going to come down that night. He had seen me do stand-up before, but he was like, uh, you know, I'm probably going to be drinking earlier during the day. I'm not going to come down and see the show. So I'm headlining the show in my hometown with 10 people. Because clearly <laughs> I was loved and respected in my hometown and a huge draw. So I get on stage and I go, hey, you know, it's my dad's birthday. We should call him up on my speakerphone and wish- and sing happy birthday to him. Uh-uh. So I get my speakerphone up, put it up to the microphone, get dad on the phone. Hey. I go, hey. He's like, aren't you doing a show? I'm like, yeah, I'm on stage right now. I just thought we would all sing happy birthday to you. <laughs> my dad who's drunk goes, just do your act. <laughs> <laughs> I went, okay. <laughs> my dad also is very super supportive and loves me. But in that moment, he was like, just do your act. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. <laughs> like, I don't want any part of this. No, he's like, I would have come Just to the show if I wanted attention. Otherwise, go fuck yourself. Oh, like, my God. That's hilarious. It's tough, though. Oh, yeah. It's it's a weird thing with parents because you, you mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, are you close with your parents? Yeah, I'm very close. Okay, see, I'm not. I'm uh, my, like, I see my mom many times a week, like. She's, I mean, she got a fucking key to my apartment. She's, she's just really? Stopping. That's yeah, so cute. Yeah. And um, and I like I talk like I don't see my dad as much, but like I do love my dad's like one of those guys. that's just like he wants to crush beers and get all lovey dovey and be Aww. like, oh, you're my best friend and like <laughs> blah blah. blah. And uh, no, I love both of them, man. They like my dad worked thirty some years of job physical labor, busting his ass to get fired because he was too old to keep doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a work ethic. Yeah, it's like yeah. I I just I don't know. I respect the fuck out of them both right. so much. It's hard for me to talk, tell them that. Like like you know, it's hard for me to even ask advice or like uh, support from them sometimes because you're just like 
I was having a conversation with a friend about it the other day. So you, you, because the issue is, is like, you don't want them to feel like they, like, if you need, like, hey, I need 200 bucks. Can you help me out? You don't want them to feel like they failed as a parent. No, that's exactly it. Because they're supposed to get you ready to the point where you're not in that position. Where you're not asking for yeah, money yeah, yeah. to get you out of binds. Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes you gotta. Yeah, I would some- rather go to, f- I would rather fucking go to parents than go to friends. Yeah. To be honest, I would never ask. Yeah. If I was in a bind, I would not want to ask friends for 200 bucks. Yeah. And the thing is, like, me and my, like, me and my dad, I'm my dad's only kid. And, uh, like, my mom and I are really close. And I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I think, I think when she got over the fact that she was going to have another baby at that age, like, she had a little more money to do things for me than she did the other two. Right. Like, not a crazy amount, but, like, like she took me to Disney World when I was 12. <gasps> Which is like she wanted to take the other kids, but she never, she could never afford to do it. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, and now they're 20, like, if I was 12, they were 22, 24. Right. Like, like, so, you know, whatever, right? Like, they don't really care. Well, yeah. They might, but. Well, they've gone, like, I don't know if my sister's actually gone. My brother's in the Navy and he makes good enough money so he can go as much as he fucking wants to go. You know, <laughs> like, like, but I don't know. We just have this really, like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time talking to her sometimes about things that I would like to talk to her about. Mm. But, like, when I do need to ask for advice or something, she's very, like, you know, like... Oh, okay. good. Yeah, she's a very, very, very smart woman. Like, That's I'll, good yeah, to have, yeah, though. Yeah. And you, maybe you'll get there, though. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I just, it's like, it's like, how much of yourself do you want to tell your parents about? You know, That's like, exactly... Like, that's exactly, and that's the weird thing about having podcasts where you talk about your life, because yeah, it's I so mean, easy to get a hold of. Yeah, you can tell them don't listen, yeah. but like, I mean, you could go back and fucking, you know, listen to us two episode and find out about how I had my ribs broken by a dude. Yeah, like yeah. one of the darkest times of my life. You want? Yeah. Do you really want to hear that? Because if you hear that, it's gonna make you uncomfortable. Exactly, and and it's you know? just things. It's like it's. I admire the like anybody that's like I'm gonna be open and honest about it on a podcast. Yeah. I don't hold it against them if they're like, I feel uncomfortably being open because your parents are a different thing. Like, you know, it's like, a like, different thing. Totally. And I don't know what that's like. I've never had kids. I don't know what that feeling is like to be like, you parents don't want to hear shitty things that no. their kids had to go through, but that doesn't mean that their kids shouldn't talk about it. Just maybe yeah. not talk about it to their parents. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's why it's like, I think it's important to not be cagey about things that you're creating. Yeah. Because I think there is an aspect to content creation where there's a period of time where you're a little cagey about it. Yeah. Um, And I've stopped being cagey because I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I want this thing to grow a bit. And it's yeah. not going to grow if I'm just like, you know, putting out episodes. And no, I had to be the same it. way with comedy when it came to my mom is that my mom was always very enthusiastic about like, When's your next gig? When mm. when's your thing? And and I'd always like, like, like <laughs> uh, but it's more it's like if especially like when I go on tour, like I need her help, like like you know, not financially, but it's just like I'm on tour, I need you to help me like take care of some shit from at home right. while I'm on tour. You know, home base. Yeah, I mean, I, what the first time I went on tour for a month, like I never felt more closer to my mom. Oh, interesting. Because I was like calling her every day, and and she instead of her going, "What'd you do yesterday?" Me be going, "Eh, nothing." I'd actually like tell her everything I did all day. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah it, you get over you yeah, get over yeah, that hump yeah. of being scared. I'm like, oh, I'm provinces away. Like, yeah, you can't like, do anything about it. 
You can't do it. So has she ever gone? Well, she's gone to yeah. your shows. Oh, yeah. She's seen me do comedy before. Yeah. So has she ever been, has she ever told you, like, I wasn't a fan of what you said? Oh, uh, what, what makes me, what makes me laugh is like, okay, there's two, one show, she's, she only ever really been to one show. But, um, I did a, sh- this is years ago, I did a showcase for, uh, Just for Laughs and Halifax Comedy Festival. And I just had a great set and she was there. And like half of it was clean, half of it was dirty. But then I also did CBC's Laugh Out Loud, a radio show. She wasn't there, but I gave her, because where it's radio friendly, I was like, you want to listen to anything? Here's the one to listen to, <laughs> yes. right? And uh, she shares it with her friends all the time. <laughs> but then she'll say, like, I didn't raise him. She's like, now he's funny, but that language, I didn't raise him to talk like that. <laughs> to which my response is, you let me watch Boys in the Hood when I was eight. <laughs> Like, what do, you, what do you mean you didn't raise me to be like, 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 okay, I don't know if you, cause you're 31. 31. Okay. I don't know if you know this song. I remember distinctly being in a fucking car with my mom and my brother and we're listening to music. Do you know the Out Here Brothers in the 90s? There was this rap duo, sort of rap pop duo called like Out I Here Brothers. I don't think so, but if you sing the so, song. Okay, yeah, I'm getting know. to it. They have a song called Boom, Boom, Boom. And this, and the fucking lyrics go, girl, Girl, your booty is so round. I just want to lay you down. Let me take you from behind. I won't come until it's time. If I cannot sleep with you, maybe I could have a taste. Put your naughty on my tongue and your booty on my face. Whoa! And <laughs> I know she was driving while we were listening to that fucking song. And she wants to talk about, like, I didn't raise you like that. It's like you were doing it without knowing that. Like, unless you completely tuned out to these fucking lyrics. I don't know who raised me. <laughs> and now it's like mm. now parents are giving their kids iPads and shit and just putting oh, them on I'm the so internet. Oh, I'm so staunchly, man. My I have nieces and nephews, right? My niece yeah. is like going into university, which blows my fucking mind. Whoa, yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. And my nephew is like in his prime teenage. He's probably beaten off and everything that fucking moves. <laughs> it's, it's like I wouldn't want to be doing the laundry at that house. Fucking Christ! <laughs> and then my other nephew is like five or six. Man, like my brother, I, me and my brother have a weird relationship. Like, I idolize my brother growing up. He's ten years older than me. Like, fucking idolize the shit out of him. And now we just we fight a lot and shit. And uh, but like, you know, he's talking about like I ugh, probably shouldn't say this, but I'm drinking. But like, who gives a fuck? He doesn't know I'm doing this. Welcome to intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> but he was complaining about like his daughter's boyfriend. Oh, okay. And then I found out his daughter's boyfriend's twenty, and she's seventeen. And I went, well, who the fuck let that happen in the first place? Y'all mm-hmm. were cool with them dating. Now you're mad. Like, like, no, 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 no. I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but I'm thinking, fuck, if I got a 17-year-old, she sure shit ain't dating a 20-year-old, or I'm going to put my fucking foot up somebody's ass. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, because at that age, like, that's a different, like, that's a big difference. It's also kind of weird, because that's that old school mentality of men, like, you know, taking care, oh, well, that's it, oh, taking care of I women. I know exactly why that happened. We yeah. didn't screw it in. Fair enough. As long as you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Nothing happened. Editing. Um, but, but you know, like, it's that weird thing where it's like, there's some women that would hear that and be like, let, let a woman make her own choice and blah, 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 blah. And what is right. three years anyway? Like, you know, three years now, my, th- if I'm, de- it's not that big of a deal, but I, I don't know, man. I'm like, fuck, you're 20 and you're dating some chick who's in high school. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah, like, it's a little weird. Hmm. I, I when I was 17, I lost my virginity at 17. Yeah. And I think oh, he stop was. Bragging. 
some of us had to wait eight more. <laughs> Stop bragging! <laughs> oh You're looking God. back at that experience in your mind right now, going, "I'm not bragging about shit." That was I'm not, not <laughs> but it was weird because I mean, I grew up in Ankenesh, small town, mm. um, and like we just didn't have a sexual high school. Yeah. Like we, you'd see couples, and they just didn't seem like they were fucking. Yeah, like you know, just holding hands every now and then, just walk down the hall together. And I mean, I would love to just go back and reach out to some high school people and be like, "Did you guys fuck?" Like, yeah, it'd be interesting like, to find like, out, right? No, because, like, I never thought of that either, but, like, you, like, yeah, I don't know if anybody, like, I mean, I was my the male first friends my friend didn't group. have girlfriends, right? Like, like, so, like. I was the first in my friend group to get fucked. Yeah. And then they all follow suit. Because mm-hmm. of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was with my boyfriend for the least amount of time. <laughs> Everyone else was dating for like You had a bucket years. list. You're like, I gotta check this <laughs> off. It's quick. I never know when a car is gonna hit me. So I gotta get that dick. <laughs> just make it happen. I was just like, I, I remember my first kiss was with his best friend. Oh, yeah. And... And I think he fingered me too. I don't uh. really remember. But like, but like, and then he's like, meet my friend. And then I ended up dating the friend. And then he was like, my first one of two boyfriends that I've had. I've only had two when boyfriends. I, when I was in high school, there was this chick. Um, do you mind if I have another one of these? I feel like I'm bogart and all these it's fucking. It's all yours. Uh, okay. Okay. I would not drink Budweiser myself. Yeah, I must By have the, the most, way, I most pedestrian mention, request. I normally mention what we drink. We're drinking Budweiser tonight. Because I'm a very, I'm not a craft beer. I like Good Robot. That's about the only craft beer I like. Everything else, I'm, uh, I can't Fucking do it. thank you. Yeah, it's Sometimes it's thing. nice to just go with the old To me, it's tried the and com- true. beer is the common man drink. So when you start adding fruits and nuts to it, it's not a common man thing. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> I just, I, you, your berry blast fucking bonanza beer, whatever the fuck Watermelon you want to call blonde. it. No, man, sorry. Like I, they add a fruit I drink and then to, they... I drink to not have to deal with my problems, not for the taste of it. <laughs> like, like, you know what? I've tried to reach out to local, local yeah. liquor places. Good robot. I think those guys would be great guests for you. The fucking guys who started Good Robot, they're, they used to come out to comedy shows in the Halifax before they started Good Robot and said that they were like, we're opening this brewery and we want to have comedy there when we do it. Like, I mean, they're, they're, wow, fucking, they're, uh, <laughs> fuck it. We are like over an hour in. So okay. whoever hears this, they're, they're uh, true fans. I, they've had great comedy shows there and I've yeah. done them before and they're fucking fantastic. Uh, you know, they're a little bit, in my opinion, they're a little bit into catering to certain groups now in the city Yep, that they can't have the uncensored comedy like they really wanted to. Right. Like, you know, I, I to me, comedy is like, comedy is a, a fucking, it's a, it should be a bastion of free speech and it should be yes. a, an area where you'd be able to say where the fuck, like, I miss the bad boys of comedy, man. Like, and the bad girls of comedy. Like, I miss the fucking, like, y- these comics, like, um, like, that you don't see in making any more of anymore. Like, like. Cause people are scared. Yeah. You think people are scared. Oh, they're scared. And yeah. cause you can't turn around without somebody wanting you fired for a joke or yep. boycott this or ban that. It's like, you know, all these old school comics that men and women that are just fucking fantastic balls to the walls comics now mm-hmm. you can't i don't know it's weird though because like there's certainly a lot of really good new comedy 
Wait, I've been obsessed with Michelle Wolf. Like, oh, the last... I love her. Did you watch the? Oh, dude. Did you watch the the thing she did at the political thing? I don't the, know what the, it was uh, called. The correspondence dinner. Yes, did you watch okay, that? Well, no, because here's what happened. When the correspondence dinner came out and I heard she killed, I was like, I don't know. I always like the correspondence dinners, but I also feel a little uncomfortable because, like, highly <laughs> of how like not into it the rest of everybody else is. Mm-hmm. What happened was I went and watched your HBO special called "Nice Lady," I need to watch that. which is fucking incredible, yeah. start to finish, just an amazing hour of comedy. Then I went back and watched the correspondence thing, and I was like, oh yeah, she's fucking slayed that. Like, I think she's hilarious, man. I I love her. It was just like this is who I am, people. Mm fucking yeah and i i I watched that just being like wow that's i hate saying it but it's inspirational but here's what i like to like about her she had a joke like she has a netflix show called like the break with michelle wolf and like it's a decent show like there's some episodes that are way better than the other shows but she made this joke about uh the (laughs) i forget what the setup was but the like punchline was something about it's the same look uh, white liberal men in their 40s have on their face when their daughter brings home a black man to date. <laughs> and to me, it's like, there's such a weird hypocrisy on the left that, like, it's so easy to make fun of the right wing because they're just batshit f- fucking crazy. But there's a crazy hypocrisy on their left when it comes to, like, what you can and can't say that, like, I love yeah. when no comics is a afraid to do that when they know that's their audience base is mostly left-leaning liberals and they're like i'm gonna still call you on your bullshit yeah and to me i fucking love that especially about her i I just think she's fucking incredible i think she's one of the best comics working out there today she's fantastic yeah yeah she's fucking fantastic yeah and it's it's funny because i had um I had Heidi Brander on as one of my, it was the first meeting I had on the okay. show. Um, cause, cause I just love her, but she, she made a good point. She's like, Oh yeah. Like you see in like in Toronto or like these larger cities, like women, like women comics being racist and being very <laughs> offensive. And she even made a comment. She's like, and I just think to myself, like, it's not for me, but good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, good on you for going there, at least. Like, it might not be for you, but... It's it's a huge debate in comedy, especially when it comes to women, like... Yeah. And, like, I fucking hate the debate, because, man, you're funny or you're not funny. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't think it has anything to do with your gender. I've I've met just as many funny female comedians as I've met as many unfunny male comedians. Like, 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 it's it's just who you are as a person. Like, you could be a woman in comedy going into it and just expecting people to think you're funny. Yeah, no, I... uh, Whether you're funny or not, you know. No, I agree. And, And I personally, like, I love... If I'm booking, like, a pro show, I definitely want a woman on that show. Yeah. Not to fit quota. Right. I just think it breaks up the voice. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You guys made a good point because you guys talked about this on a recent yeah, episode, yeah. didn't you? And you made a good point. You were like, "I, it's just maybe not as many women get into it." Well, the issue is, it's not as place. many women. It's it's all a numbers game, really. This yeah. whole women and funny and comedy thing is a numbers game. Yeah, there's not as many women that get into it, and the the, the women that do, the percentage is smaller than men. So the bomb percentage is going to seem higher. Higher. You know, there's like, less of them. Um, now, the other thing that bothers me the most is, like, especially from women who are just starting comedy when they're like, oh, well, it's all man-dominated in industry. It's not in Canada. Halifax Comedy Fest, booked by women. 
Winnipeg right. Comedy Fest, booked by a woman and a trans woman. Right. Just for Laughs, booked by a woman. CBC yeah. Radio Comedy Stuff, booked by a woman. woman. Yuck Yucks, up until about eight months ago, booked by a woman. Right. The, like, like, there's so many They just fucking... instantly go there for yeah, whatever yeah. reason. And, and to me, it's like, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of fucking women in the comedy industry, even in Canada, that don't get their fair shot. And they're fucking hilarious. I can name you... 10 fucking women comics that I think are amazing you've never heard of. You should name them. Uh, it's just two. like, <laughs> I should have said 10. <laughs> nah, I should have said five because in my drunken state, five would have been. Um, uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember her last name. See, that's the issue. Like, this, I like I go to Ontario every year and I see fucking incredible female. Even in our own scene, man. Like, yeah. they're like, Catherine Robertson's hilarious. Like, even I. I have personal issues with some people, like, but like, I'm not going to get into this on the podcast, but I have personal issues with Chanel Frere, but I think Chanel Frere is fucking hilarious. I've heard very good things about her from multiple people. I think she's hilarious. She hates my God and wants me to die, but I think she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny because when I kept telling people, I'm having Andrew Vaughn on, I was just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, I I was with booze. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I was just like like I've always heard like because I don't think I've I might have seen some of your stuff. Yeah. But my thing is is like I haven't been to a comedy show in so fucking long. Yeah, that's gonna change real soon. I'm gonna start going. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like I, all I heard was like that you do dirty stuff, and I was like, sweet, I love dirty stuff. I mean, I do. Let's but do like, it. But the problem with the dirty stuff, you do, you could do ten fucking jokes. One of them could be dirty. Nine of them could be clean. Your label is a dirty, a dirty fucking comedian. Yeah, that's very true. I, my thing is, I just don't. I talk about what I want to talk about. Like, yeah, it's exactly. not whether it's dirty or whether it's not. And if people really like, it sounds like I'm being defensive, but if people said I do dirty shit, if they really knew how comedy worked and watched me do a set. They would, especially if you listen to my album, I, I record an hour, mix it down to 45 minutes. If you listen to that album, it starts off tame with a hint of dirty to see how you're going to feel about it. Right. Tame, 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 tame. Mm-hmm. Starting to push some edges, starting to get a little political, starting to, oh, now here comes the dirty. Now, like, <laughs> but it's all perfect. It's a buildup. It's structured so that I know exactly where I can go with the audience. It's a buildup. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like, you're like, not just going up and like, Fucking mm. pussies and, and I'm dirty, like, but like, I don't feel like I'm any like. My biggest thing is like, I mean, I, I mean, you've listened to our podcast. I say a lot of shit sometimes that I'm just like, I don't even know if I necessarily stand behind it. I think this is we were talking about me <laughs> trying to bring hose back. I was like, yes, right after you showed it me out. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was that close together. That's that's I not good it. timing. I loved it, so I was dying. <laughs> that is laughing. not good comedic timing. I was no, like, it was fucking great because you're like, yeah, this girl take me. I'm gonna go on the intoxicated podcast, and then like, and then I think one of them was like, oh, I thought you guys were wrapping up, and you're like, no, we're just talking about hose. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make bring hose back, and like, like bitches is another word I use. Uh, like, I, okay, so I was at the, the gay wedding, and uh, <laughs> they had a barbecue. It was like hamburger, hot dogs, and salads, and all this oh, shit. Like, this is the least gay wedding i've ever fucking been to man they wow. fist bumped we had hamburgers and hot dogs i'm like you guys ain't even gay i don't even know where this <laughs> like i thought this was gonna be some i was prepared for some gay shit like, yeah. like i wanted so anyway that sounds like an awesome wedding they're making all this shit and uh i love boys in the hood it's one of my all-time favorite movies yeah and there's a scene in boys in the hood where like uh there's backyard barbecue and all the men rush it <laughs> and they're kind of like 
one of them's like, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s like, yeah, maybe we should let the women in, eat first. And then Ice Cube's like, yeah, why don't you let the hoes eat first? <laughs> hoes gotta eat too. <laughs> like, like, I like it. I think we should bring it back. I just like, to me, it's like, don't... Honestly, like, yeah, if let's you think it... I'm being disrespectful to women by wanting to call them hoes, it's like, it's like, I'm clearly being so fucking facetious. Like, 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 like. A hundred percent. And we need to bring it back. Mm. The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. And, and to me, it's like, rings, well, the, yeah. my favorite thing, if you've listened to the podcast lately, especially, my favorite thing is every time I want to say something that I think will get me in trouble, I just look at Travis. Cause, tra- <laughs> Cause Travis is a black man and the PC culture ain't ready to take on the black man yet. <laughs> so he can say whatever the fuck he wants and they're not ready to like but i tease him i go you look more arab than you do black so i don't know if they're (laughs) gonna know that you're black like it's that's the type of podcast it is if you're not down for that shit don't listen to it i love it like i absolutely i think you commented on one of our posts the other day i was the amazon position yes okay i was so happy that somebody fucking like see this is this is is why it's okay people listening if you listen to a podcast that you like and there's a moment that you find yourself at home going yes or like you know you know what i mean like you you're listening yeah. to it and then something comes up that you really it really resonates with you i can comment on that shit and let yeah. them know because well the fuck i not? also too like a lot i don't know about your podcast but like the only social media we have is instagram oh really we uh, do facebook instagram twitter and but the, only reason, like I, the, the only reason is because i love look i fucking have been in so much social media shit over the couple of years yeah they're like i love instagram because it's so fucking hard to argue with pictures it's like it's so yeah. it's so fucking hard to start an argument over pictures. And so that's why I was like, we're just gonna do boys club like Instagram. I'll post it on my personal Facebook and like, you know, my own Twitter and whatever. And um and and I get so I don't know about you, but like on my Instagram, I get so many replies that are clearly bots. Yeah, no, same. Like they'll just comment with like hands clapping. They're hands clapping or they're like, nice, nice job. <laughs> Check out www dot blah blah blah. And that was some killer content. Yeah, and Good so, job. so when I get a comment, even if it's like I knew you're a real person, but it's yeah. nice to have like Something, something attached specific to it. I yeah. used to do a thing, and I think I'll uh, maybe I'll bring it back this episode. Um, I used to at the end of the episode say a hashtag. Yeah. And like make it very specific yeah. and weird, and then like be like, comment with the hashtag if you made it through the whole episode. No one ever did. I like. <laughs> we have we have like a series of hashtags based on our jokes and shit. Like, yeah. Like Travis Lindsay has that hashtag Disney and Dick jokes. What's with him and Disney? Oh, he fucking loves Disney. He's obsessed with so, Disney. So like if I have him on, should I form some sort of Disney oh, man. theme? Yeah, he'll just talk Disney to you forever. He fucking loves Disney, man. Wow, that's so fascinating. And uh so he and he got a ton of jokes on his act about how much he loves Disney. <laughs> So it's like, so well, random. he's recording. Uh, the worst part was because he's recording an album and he wanted to call it Tragic Kingdom Aww. because of, uh, but then he found out that No Doubt, no Doubt called their album Tragic Kingdom. And he was like, well, maybe they weren't meaning play on Disney. And then he looked at the font and it's written just like the <laughs> Disney font. And he's ah. like, fucking fuck. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And I'm like, yep, sucks to be you, man. Oh my God. Yeah. So he loves his is Disney and dick jokes. Nickel Black what? is another one that he did because he's a joke in his set about being the only black guy at a Nickelback concert. So he's pretty sure people use the hashtag Nickel Black oh to like post photos <laughs> of him. Does he like Nickelback? No, it's a whole joke about his girlfriend took him to a concert. It's a very oh, good joke. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then Too mine funny. is like 
backed up cum is my. <laughs> ah, I saw that on there and I was like, what? It's an old joke I, I used like, to do. Where is this coming from? The old joke I used to do is I always wear a wife beater under like all my shirts. Yep. And a comic told me that I should tell people it's not a wife beater. It's 10 years of backed Wait. up cum. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where backed up cum comes from me. I yeah. Like, you're always looking at it like, why do they always hashtag backed up cum? I, well, I, I listened to I was like, I don't remember this coming mm. up in the episode. I'm very, uh, very confused, yeah, but I approve were, of it. Yeah. So we have our own little hashtags and we I love know, that. see if anybody. But it's funny now. I noticed too, whenever I post to social media and I go hashtag like D, it comes up Disney and dick jokes right away. <laughs> like it's not even like. Because you use yeah, it's it so like, much. Yeah. Using it so much. Like we're, we know where you're going What's with this. What's dance? Uh, Dan doesn't have one, to be honest. Jesus Christ. Uh, we, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a specific, but he should. We, he should. We should, we should fix that. What about the nickname? So you guys all have nicknames. Yeah. Your big cat? The big cat. Big cat? Where'd that come from? Um, okay. So, like, it's twofold. (laughs) Like, like, um, I don't think any of us gave, okay, okay, we kind of gave ourselves nicknames. Right. But it was like, we should all have nicknames. What do you want your nickname to be? Oh, uh, okay. So, like, Dan immediately wanted Handsome Dan. And <laughs> the funny thing is people call him Handsome Dan that never even listen to our podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that fits. Now, yeah. Travis is the kid, and the kid is, like, a well-known term in the comedy industry for, like, a comic who's young but is a killer. Right. And they'll be like, oh, let the kid go up. The oh, kid like can do that. this. The kid can do that. So that's, and it's like, you know, Jim Norton used to call, like, jokingly call himself the kid all the time. And he's a big fan of Jim Norton and Opie and Anthony as well. So that's where he sort of got it from. Now, my nickname, The Big Cat, was uh, mostly, there's a wrestler called The Big Cat, Ernie Ladd. But there's also, like, a radio show that I used to listen to. And I fucking love it was called Ron and Fez. It was on Sirius XM. Ron Bennington is this, uh, used, he's a radio personality, but he used to, like, he really knows comedy. There's a lot of comedy guests on. And his co-host is Fez Watley. And Fez Watley for years, I mean, Fez isn't on the radio anymore, used to play a character that everybody was like, he's gay, but he won't admit it. Like, like. He's right. a southern guy. He'd be like, no, I love women. And they'd be like, yeah, right, right. Like, and eventually he did come out of the closet. And unfortunately for him, like, he was so good on radio, but he had like a lot of mental problems. And he just ended up not being good on radio the last few years of his life. But his nickname was The Big Cat. Oh. And I always liked that radio show. And I always thought it'd be funny because a constant joke on the Boys Club comedy podcast is just like, when are you going to come out as gay? And I'm like, I'm not gay. Like, 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 so I just thought it'd be funny to kind of adopt that moniker of somebody who actually I like that. had that for many years and oh, then did come out. Like, like, okay. like, so that's, that's where I came up with it. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big cat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when my like cat cats. was, when my cat was alive, it was like, there's the little cat. There's the, <laughs> the big, big cat. cat. Like it was oh, like, like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. This got more feelsy than yeah, I thought. But I like, I, I love, the thing I love is like, cause it started out just a nickname amongst the three of us. But I love now doing shows when other comics bring us up by our nicknames. My friend it's tonight hilarious. did, cause he saw my Instagram post. Yeah. And was like, the big cat is good people. Yeah, he, yeah. He like, it's, it's, I'm like, oh, okay. Everyone yeah, knows I, about it's so funny cat. when someone brings you up on stage, is like, the big cat, Andrew Vaughn, and you're like, the audience looks at you like, 
Like, what the fuck do you mean what? big cat? What that doesn't mean shit to me. And I'm like, oh, it's something to me. I bring Dra- Dan and Travis up as handsome Dan and the kid. Like, like I love it. You know. I love the nickname. It's a, like I've always wanted a nickname. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is too. It's like the whole boy. Like again, I, I'm sorry if I'm just drunk and rambling. Never <laughs> fucking apologize. This is amazing. Uh, the whole boys' club came from this uh, comic who I may or may have not have mentioned earlier. Uh, who hates me <laughs> and uh we used to be really good friends and uh one night i was not feeling very well and she wanted to come hang out at my apartment and i'm in clayton park right somewhere up around the corner oh, okay. from you and i said yeah you can come up but like man i'm not feeling that great like maybe it's just a headache i'll be over it in like in an hour and then you know we'll be fine right and then Travis got a hold of me. He was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And I'm like, told him the same thing. He's like, well, I'll come in. I'll hang out. Mm. And so I got back to her. I said, well, Travis is coming. If you want to come up, feel free. But, like, I'm not going to come get you. Like, like right, take, right, the, right. take the bus, right? Yep. And then she got fucking mad that I asked her to take the bus instead of me, like, picking her up in my car. And she started screaming and yelling at me and be like, all you want is a boys club. All you want is a boys club. And then I told Dan and Travis, and Dan started dancing around and going, boys club, boys club, all we want is a boys club. So we had this secret chat on Facebook that we renamed the boys, boys club. club. I love naming group chats. Yeah, so great. like that was the thing. And like yeah, for yeah, the yeah. longest time, it was just this like, the we're club. the boys club. Mm-hmm. And then I created the logo for it, which is a knockoff of a, a New Japan wrestling group called the Bullet Club. Uh, but they, like, if you can see, because I'm wearing the shirt yep. tonight like a the fucking weirdo, they ha- usually have guns and, and bullets on the bottom, and I put <sighs> microphones and beer bottles. I love it. And then changed it to the Boys Club. <laughs> and so Dan made the shirts up, and then it just came this thing that everyone knew we were the Boys Club. So this happened before the podcast? Yeah, this happened before <gasps> the podcast. Everyone knew so we were the Boys Club. before the podcast started. We had the t-shirts before the podcast. Your Brandon just formed the show. Well, it was just like a, we were, it's just going to be this fun little thing for us to be like, we're a part of something that nobody knows about. That's hilarious. But then it, everyone started like in the comic scene knew we were the boys club, club, knew we were the big cat and handsome Dan and the kid. When did you get the, when did you, when, what was the moment where you were like, let's make this a podcast? Well, I wanted to do, do a, I wanted to do all three of us as a podcast from the start of podcasting. Right. Because, like I said, I, I, I love Opie and Anthony and the, the third Mike with a comic and Jim Norton there. I'm like, that's the show I want to do. Like, like right. I'm not, can never be as good as that show, but like the show I want to do is us just hanging out. Shooting and, shit. Uh, I don't, I have a hard time asking for things that I want in life. Like, I feel like I'm putting a burden on somebody else. It's hard. And so it took a long time to finally agree that we were going to do this podcast. Right. And now I hope we never stop doing it. I, f- I fucking love doing Isn't it. Like, so fun? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. And like I'm going on tour and like I'm the guy who records and uploads and everything. And like I said to Travis, is like, I'll take the recorder and shit on tour. All you guys got to do is call in by phone. Oh, there you go. Or we can have everything. Keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a momentum thing, I think. <laughs> I think a lot of, like, you got to just, like, commit to that I think momentum. it's important to have an episode out every week. Like, 100%. we had one week where Travis couldn't make it as well because of some personal issues. And I just put out an hour-long episode by myself. Yeah. Like, because I was just so there was a placeholder. Absolutely. Yeah. You got, I've thought about doing that. That makes me fucking nervous. Doing an episode alone. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, I I don't know how people fucking do it. Especially as a comic, because it comes off like a super 
uninteresting longer version of Mark Maron's intro. <laughs> I love I only recently started listening to Mark Maron's yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's a good podcast. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's very good. I find it fascinating. Yeah. Like like especially these celebrities that you just you don't know dick all about. Yeah. I listened to the Mila Kunis episode and I was just like, holy fuck, this chick's lived a life. Yeah. And I had no idea. Yeah. And to me is like the one thing I love about podcasts, man, is like, yeah, you can jump onto Mark Marin now and be like, oh, well, he's in a lot interviewing a lot of celebrities. But just you can always go back to episode one. Yeah. And and like there's this podcast I've been listening to. It's called uh, Criminal, and it's like half hour episodes about like crime cases and shit. Ooh. And like, I just started at episode one. They're at like 400 episodes in. Wow. But I'm like, well, there's no like current event. Like, I mean, if you know it's a podcast that handles current event issues, it's kind of like, do you want to go back? But if you know it's just an interview or a topic based discussion, yep. you can start at number one and then you just work your way through it. Like, I had someone recently like, I was telling her about the show, and she subscribed. She's like, I'm going to go back to the beginning. And I go, sweet, thank you so much. Oh, my God. Don't judge me on how bad it is, though, because I feel it's the same. I mean, we have 26 episodes. I feel the same way. <laughs> it's real you know, bad. Like, like, the like, audio quality. Like, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing when I started this thing. Yeah. I, I, I really, like, I sat at that kitchen table and yeah. stressed out over editing. Yeah. I was trying to edit in, I think it was some other system. I don't remember what it was. But, like, I lost the sound. And then I had to try to get the sound back. And then, like, it was, like, 48 hours. And we did an episode around the Oscars. Oh, okay. And the intent was to release it in the time that it would be relevant, like, the weekend, bef- like, of the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we were yeah, going to yeah. release it on a Saturday. The Oscars were on a Sunday. Yeah. We were talking about all the, the nominees for Best Picture. Yeah. And it was Sunday night, an hour before the Oscars aired, that I hit publish. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know what the fuck yeah. I was doing. And then, and I mean, like, that's one piece of advice I will give anyone. Fucking record a couple before you launch, because yeah. I did not do that. And um, it fucked me real hard. But yeah, you know, I mean, live and learn. Yeah, we were the same way. I think we were sporadic from the beginning, but now we're on a nice schedule of yeah. uh, of having it out. It's cool that you have a designated day to record. Yeah, that, well, and the really thing neat. is, like, when Dan's like, "Why are you doing it at seven o'clock?" It's like, okay, that's the perfect to time you, to do it. You think we do because our episodes are about an hour forty five minutes. Yep. Around. Yep. I mean, I I go longer, but like I think like it's a I think good over time. two hours is too long. Yeah, so like yeah. we do an hour forty five minutes, then you guys leave, then I gotta like put it on my computer. <laughs> I gotta add the data information to it and the synopsis. Yeah. Then I gotta mix like make it sound be- a little bit better than it did. Then I gotta upload it to Squarespace. Then I gotta get it on the like There's like so like, much more that goes into it than people think. Yeah, I finished. We may start recording at seven, but I'm finished uploading it by twelve o'clock that night. Like, 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 like. So, do you record and release on the same night? Mm-hmm. That's insane. See, I I record yeah. and then I release like the next Friday. Yeah, we we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it was an instance of where someone's in town and we want to have them on the podcast, like, right, fine, recording in advance. But no, we record every Tuesday and have it up that same night. So it's fucking rad. Yeah, just to have some consistency. Yeah. No, it's it's. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Because, like, I, I have, I also have a friend who has a separate intoxicated channel called Intoxicated Reviews who does movie and TV reviews. Is, uh, so, yeah, is Brian Thompson a part yeah. of this? Yeah. I fucking love Brian, man. And Brian's been telling me he's been doing this movie review podcast <laughs> forever. And he keeps asking me to be a part of it. You should do it. And then I'm like, sure, man. And then, like, I never hear anything oh back. And then he's like, oh, well, let's pick a movie. And I'm like, all right, what type of movies? And then I never hear it. Like, like, so, like. yeah. No, I'll, I'll hook you up with Corey. Mm. He'll, he'll help you. Mm-hmm. 
and get you on there. I love Brian. Brian, Brian to me is one of the funniest fucking people I've ever met in my entire life. He's hilarious. It's hilarious. And he does it with. Corin. And did you have Mike McQueen on one of these? Yes. Because I was looking through your internet. I was looking through your list of episodes, and I saw Mike McQueen, and I was like, "There's no way that there's another Mike McQueen. Like, it has to be the Mike McQueen I know. Like, like, like comic. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. never met him. Uh, Corey kind of runs with that channel himself. Oh, uh, okay. We're yeah. all kind of under the same branding. Yeah, you of call it intoxicated, like media or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all about drinking and talking. Yeah, I've been hoping to. One of the things I'm hoping for the Boys Club Comedy Podcast is like, I got a buddy of mine in the States. I've never met him in person, but he's been doing two podcasts now for a long ass fucking time. And one of them is a wrestling podcast. It's called mm. In Your Head. And the other one's a horror movie podcast called Without Your Head. Amazing. And, uh, and I, I've been listening to these podcasts, not so much the wrestling one, but the, especially the horror movie one, probably since like early 2000s. Oh, wow. And he messaged me saying that he wants to start a podcast network, network. and have needed. people creating podcasts, like mm-hmm. have their shit on the network. And I think he's still planning on do it. And I would love to like, cause that's simple shit. We'll just record our episode, put it up. And if you want to put it on your network, it's there, right? Like, It'll just bring us to more more listeners. I've been I've been thinking about this too. Yeah, like in my I head, think there should be a Halifax Comedy Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did something just happen tonight? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna, oh we, you don't want me to be a part of it other than to submit a podcast because <laughs> you get my you're, I'm serious. My name's attached to this podcast. You're, some some listeners are gonna go down <laughs> for sure. It'll, the title of the episode will just be Andrew Vaughn. Who's that fucking guy who said shit? No. <laughs> I, I love that idea. I think it's highly needed, especially for shows that are comedy-based, yeah. uncensored. You only have like half a beer. If I take yeah. another one, it's going to be like... You take another okay. one. It's all. I'll be honest, beer makes me bloated and gassy. Okay. Um, I'll be honest, everyone was like, <laughs> you best bring some more beer because she doesn't know how much it takes to get you intoxicated. <gasps> okay. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll explain my process at the liquor store And I today. did bring a few more. Oh, did like, you? But I'm I'm actually pretty buzzed. I'm actually pretty buzzed. I mean, fucking, yeah. I'll feed my guests as much beer as they yeah. fucking want. I was at the NSLC and I was like, okay, there's six packs of cans or was it no little bottles, bottles like the normal. And size then they had bottles. twelve packs. I was like, well, twelve might be too much, but six yeah. isn't enough. But you got and the tall boys. You went with the tall boys. I went with the tall boys because it gives it gives a bit more. It's a little bit more. It's almost like an eight or nine pack of beer. Which I is, yeah. I I like and now I'm just gonna eat a weed cookie in front. Oh of my you. god, let's fucking ramp <laughs> this shit. Uh, up. I, it's not gonna <laughs> kick in at any point, but this is part Where'd of my journey tonight. Where'd you get them? Uh, I have a friend who makes them, Amazing. sells them to me, and like I used to smoke weed like crazy i can't i don't smoke weed anymore it's all edibles, oh, all really? fucking edibles man i love getting high i love feeling high i love feeling fucked up do you like head highs or body highs uh I, yeah i mean head highs in particular yeah like uh i don't do like a ton of drugs but like uh, there's some drugs I feel are just scary and you should stay away oh, from them. Oh yeah. But like I fucking love MDMA. Like I've I'm, okay. Funny story about MDMA. That's like the one drug that I'm like I feel like that's my drug. I yeah. feel like I I need to try that. Sarah, made me think about whether or not you're keeping this in. <laughs> um, I'm gonna tell a story regardless. But just when you're editing, just think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I talk to myself. Yeah, before you take anything out. That you're- um, I I I wanted to do it on one of my birthdays and i was like okay yes let's let's buy it let's do it mm-hmm. let's do it and i bought it and i fucking chickened out and my uh, friends just ended up doing such it. a good drug ma'am 
and I've heard good things about it. That I it's just like six kids feel on really my good. birthday, which is way too much. But yeah, I, you know, it was still That's like I was up to like six in the morning. Fucking to me, like the thing about MDMA is like. A lot of people think it's this party drug where you got to take it and you got to go out dancing and you got to fucking like, you know, to me, yeah. it's a conversation drug. Oh, interesting. Okay. I take it and I get all I want to do is just. So like me and some comics take it and we just spend like 10 hours just like fucking like talking about everything under the sun. Oh, that'd be fun. That's what I love. Like when it comes to drugs. See, and I've always seen it as the like you just love everything. Lovey dovey, touchy feely. I just want to rub up against everything. Yeah drug but if it's a talky drug that's even better for me it is yeah interesting yeah. interesting so. i mean with drugs i just find like i like indica yeah more than the other one because my brain is overactive anyway yeah. so i kind of like it to chill out more than i like feeling yet. silly like when, I'm, when yeah. I'm high if i'm not feeling silly it's to me it's like fuck what's the point you know like <laughs> <laughs> why did like, i do this yeah throwing crumbs on my stomach why did i do this mm. so i have an idea okay and let me know if you're down for it i'm down for anything um i was thinking i could can i ask you a question first yes, is it okay if i pee really quick or is this the type you're of thing not that you allowed. can edit it out totally not allowed I, I fucking love talking about this shit this it's refreshing to talk to another podcaster yeah I say. yeah um and i do think that we should Network thing. Oh, I think it's. I, I'm I mean, telling you, if you want to actually I would, try to do yeah, this, one of the I things I would like you. to see too is like if it's possible to have a stream that just streams everything on a schedule, like even if it's like kind of repetitive, but it's like every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday you'll hear the Intoxicated Podcast. Have you? And that not necessarily a new episode, but it's like oh, you could either download it or if you just want to turn the stream on, it'd be like a regular radio station. Okay. So, have you ever thought about getting on CKDU? I used to do college radio in uh, university in Fredericton, and I love the shit out of it. Uh, I think the politics on campus right now are too. We used to do a show at uh, on the Dalhousie campus. Uh, Dan Hendrickson ran it when the grad house was there, which is apparently right. not even a thing anymore. It doesn't even exist. It's, it, it is there. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. No, probably not the same as what it was. So we so we had a really really wicked little show, and then it went away. And then Dan tried to bring it back, and when all the shit was going down with like the company house and the coast, they were like, "Well, we don't feel like comedy is appropriate for the campus anymore." And it's just like, so CKDU we used to air on CKDU yeah. every Friday actually. Me and Corey would alternate, so it'd be a reviews episode one week, and then uh, my oh, okay. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the issue is, is that you can't curse. Mm. So we had to do radio edits. Mm-hmm. So I would go back and get old yeah. episodes and I had to bleep out. And it, and every now and then I would come across an episode and be like, oh, yeah, it wasn't too many swears. And I was just like, no, I swear all the fucking time. The thing that it's annoys me cool. about that is like with community radio, especially they tell you, you can play songs that have cursing in them because it's an artistic performance. And what I tried to argue is what we're doing right now is an artistic performance. Mm-hmm. So we should be allowed a lot of the same freedoms that that we're allowing the recorded artists. Like, like, like hundred percent. I mean, you couldn't play cursing at like two in the afternoon. It had to be like you had to find the right yeah, appropriate. Like time they told slot. us, they're like, you need to be from nine p.m. onwards. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sweet, nine thirty on Fridays. And I gotta say, like hearing your voice on the radio is really oh, it's awesome. cool. And it's it was awesome. really fun for a bit, but it got to a point where it was like the editing. Like I'm already doing weekly yeah. episodes, and like you know, you edit them. Like mm-hmm. it takes you gotta listen to it, you gotta edit it, you gotta. Like, the best like, thing so about that. podcasts are just knowing that like it's uncensored. You do yeah, what you want to do. You can say whatever the fuck you want. And, and and there's no regulations. There's no governing board saying you have to play 
now to be fair, I discovered a lot of Canadian artists that I never would have discovered working for radio because of the can content, you know, right. laws, but at least in podcasting, none of that should exist. You just no. do you, you know, and you, you just do you. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that about podcast. It's a wild, it's wild west out there, in my it's opinion. Fucking yeah. so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. I, it's what's cool about it for me is, is that like I, I develop friendships with people. Yeah. You know, like who's to say that we would have ever, never, ever hung yeah. out or met. Yeah. Cause of well, like one of reason. my, one of my favorite movies of all time is, uh, pump up the volume i've never seen it but i really want to fucking incredible movie and it's like christian uh, slater plays an underground like uh, pirate radio host right yeah at the end of the movie he inspires all the kids to be like it's super easy to go out and start your own pirate radio if you got something to say start it and the last uh, the scene in the movie are all these different kids being like you're listening to so-and-so's and and you're listening to this and this and And i feel like that's what podcasting is like you might only have 10 listeners but you they're your listeners. They're your listeners. And they listen because they want to hear what you have to say. And for me, it's like, I just need a comment every now and then being like, yeah. thanks so much for that episode. Yeah. Like, I had a friend, like, who, like, is, like, living across the country. Like, she's really far away, but she, like, messaged me and she was like, thank you so much, like, for that episode. Like, it made me realize shit. And, like, now yeah. I'm seeing a therapist. And I was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, this makes it worth it. Because sometimes you do feel like you're talking out into a void. It's hard to get people to engage. Yeah. Um. Because, but like, I think once I started actually doing it myself, I now make a point to fucking comment on any podcast I listen to. Yeah. Because I know I'm like, maybe they what just it means need to, to hear somebody. that. Yeah, yeah, maybe they yeah. just need to hear that. Yeah. You never fucking know. My, I'm, I'm twofold in the sense that I, I think that like, you know, if you got ten listeners, you rock those ten listeners. Rock those ten listeners. If you don't then do it for yourself like exactly. like, like like i consider everything podcast we do like an audio diary it's an audio yeah. whereas like even if you don't listen to it maybe 10 years down the road i'll go back and listen to it yeah you know like yeah, yeah. so that's how i look at it's it it's an it's a record yeah, yeah yeah of a point in time yeah and like it's it's so fucking fun too. Oh, it's amazing! It's so, it's, fun. It's, it's so easy to the technology the best part is the technology is so easy to to get a hold of now so easy so and it's easy. so easy to find the equipment you need at, at a reasonable price. Yeah. Yeah. You can um, start cheap. You can start very cheap. Snowball yeah, bike. And, and people I'm, don't hold yeah. that against you either. Nope. I think it's only other podcasters that listen to podcasts and go, oh, well, this audio could have been better or this yeah. could have been. I don't think listeners do. I think listeners just go. I mean, look at Bill Burr's podcast. How many years Bill Burr did his podcast just talking into an iPad? It's so true. People talking to their phones. Yeah. People talking to their phones and they release them as episodes. Yeah. Um. For me, it's just like when I got to a certain point, I realized I was serious and I didn't want to stop. And I was like, well, you know, I think it's worth the investment to upgrade a bit. Yeah. Um, just because I'm starting to become perfectionist a little bit. Yeah. So it was worth it for me to invest the money, but mm-hmm. you don't have to. You know? Yeah. I mean, same as for me. I wanted to sound as close to radio quality as it can. Exactly. And that's just an, my own. Yeah. Bullshit. If, I, if I had my own way, I'd have a separate bedroom uh, that would yeah. be like soundproofed. Yeah, I'd have the the those uh like they look like egg carton shaped yes! like things. Yes, they're so pricey though. Yeah, you know, really but I mean that's you're talking like like there's a there's a dude in uh, New Brunswick who's a comic and uh, his uh, his name's Mark Splood and he does a podcast called the Splood Cast. I think I've heard of and, that. And I did his podcast a little while ago, and he's got a room in his house that's just the podcast. Room. Amazing, the dream. And I was like, fuck, man, I love this. This is so wicked. Like the dream. 
And like he does two podcasts a week. One of them is an MMA podcast, which I don't listen to because I'm just not into MMA. But I love that he's doing that thing that he loves, you know, like, and then he still does the comedy podcast. Like, like love it's it. very. Love, I love yeah. when I see other pods doing that because mm-hmm. that's kind of what intoxicated is. Is mm-hmm. like we have the pop culture aspect. Like Corey doesn't want to come on and talk about feelings. Yeah, yet. yeah. <laughs> but I'm more of like I'm the people and he's the pop culture. Yeah. So it's kind of a good little mix. And like the reason we start reviews was. Like I really want to talk about the show The Leftovers. It's one of my favorite shows. Oh, I want I wanted to see that show. You yeah, 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 it. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but it's I would say give it I would say give it seven episodes and then mm-hmm. decide. It's one of those shows you have to you have to watch a bit to get into. But we we decided to recap the the final season of The Leftovers. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, like you love TV so much, like just have the channel. Like you take yeah. it over. Like you you go places with it. So he does like 90s movies, 80s movies, current like Marvel movies. Like he, yeah. does, he does it all and he's such an expert. And I'm like, it's yeah. really, really cool to like have two people doing separate things, but we're yeah, kind of there's, there's like on. a weird thin line sometimes you draw is just doing like a general discussion podcast yeah. is like where you don't feel like you don't feel like you want to do too much shit that's about like like Travis and I all the time be like, "What'd you watch on Netflix this week?" Yeah, and, and then it's like, but then part of me is like, "Is this just turning into a, like this is cool on Netflix show?" Like, like right. you know what I mean? Like, no, like no, totally. Like I'm not. I'll still do the segment and right, still right, right, talk right. about the shit. But like to me, it's like, and it's the same as like, oh, did you, like. I've been wanting to talk about Ant-Man 2 with him forever, and he hasn't seen Ant-Man 2 yet. Like, 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 <laughs> you need to do good toxicate reviews. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. Corey's really unique in what he does in that uh, he he's very much so a recapper. He will yeah. break down each scene. Yeah. Uh, and he will rarely miss a scene. So one of our favorite things, like, like, he does, like, old 90s movies yeah. and, like, 80s movies and stuff, and, like, will go... And he's actually reviewing right now, him and Bryant... Are doing all of the trapped in the closet? Are Kelly? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Like Brian asked me about what doing it and said, like, what movie would you want to do? And I suggested Boys in the Hood because I love Boys in the Hood so much. But Brian was like, ah, it's too mainstream of a movie. Like we, they like, go really bad. Like we like to have really bad, bad. Like, and I'm like, yeah, Boys in the Hood's a great fucking movie, but there's so much shit in there that you could like make jokes about it. like, like, yeah. like in my opinion no right? that's like, very like, very true like, yeah that's very there might be a way we can incorporate that in i mean i, I would never walk in and be like this is how that, you guys do your podcast no, this is how i think you should do it there's <laughs> a way to do, we also had a series on reviews called top shelf mm-hmm. which is and it was interesting Corey, bring top shelf back you've only done one fucking episode of it but it's um essentially Fight Club. So Fight Club is oh, Corey's yeah. favorite movie. I had never seen it. So what we did was I watched it. Oh, that's really cool. And like then the introducing day, your favorite movie to somebody who's never seen, seen it, before. it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like that's Top Shelf. That's really cool. I like. So that I think we're gonna concept. do a Clerks one of that yeah. at some point because I've never seen Clerks either. There's a lot of like really classic movies that I've yet well, to just see. Do me a favor. Stop it, Clerks. Don't. <laughs> I Don't mean, I love I love Mallrats <laughs> as the '90s kid in me, but stop. And I love chasing Amy. Okay, stop it, chasing Amy. Don't. <laughs> hey, man, hasn't made a good movie stuff. in years. Fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. I don't I even do know. Are we actually though. recording? By the way, we are are we? okay, good. I just like we I'm are... talking into the microphone, thinking like, am I actually recording or am I just having a good time? I have two ideas. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking we could end the show because yeah. you are, you know what you're doing with comedy, mm-hmm. whether yeah. or not you want to admit it. 
I have some jokes that I wrote. Sure. And I don't want you to go easy on me. Okay. I was thinking I could read them. Mm. And you could tell me. <laughs> tell me if I'm funny. No. <laughs> I feel like I'm outside of an open mic trying to have a cigarette right now. And someone's like. <laughs> Good? When I was thinking of this, I'm like, he's gonna fucking hate this no, idea. No, I'm I'm game for anything. Um, let me see if I can try to find okay. some jokes that I wrote. I read these actually on. Uh, <laughs> I read these on. Uh, we did an episode called the Notes episode where we went into the notes oh, section your of notes our phone. Like, oh my god, that's one of my favorite things to do. Sometimes I go through that shit and I'm like, I have a note on there that just says, "Can we hack Miley Cyrus?" And I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea what that means, but I don't want to delete it. <laughs> can we hug Miley Cyrus? <laughs> Where the fuck are my stand-ups? Well, it should be the top notes all time. It all should day, be at the top. Day. I haven't done one in a while. Mm. Maybe if I search for a keyword. So I need to search for the word fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay, sounds like you're searching for my set list. So uh, There we go. Found it. All right. Okay. <laughs> this is one that I, I love so much. Okay. But, uh, we ready? Yeah. It's go ready I'm ever, of, ever going to be. What to, I think to, my stand-up voice To either uh, crush or uh, <laughs> support your dreams. Okay. People think I'm so anti-couple, and that's not the case at all. I'm very super supportive. A lot of my good friends have girlfriends. I'm always there for their girlfriends when they need a girl's night out, and I'm there for their boyfriends when they fuck me. See, I like that. I like I liked the when they <laughs> fuck me thing. You got about three sentences of setup that don't need to be there. Okay. Uh, but that's that's uh, something that you learned many years down the road. So I could take some words out of that your one. Your punchline is, your see, the, I tell everybody who writes jokes this. It's like, and there's a lot of backlash lately about writing jokes and about how, like, comedy is evolving. And, like, comedy never really evolves. Like, it's set up punchline so your punchline there is be there when they Boy, need to fuck me fuck. right so your setup should be at least one sentence before that so the punchline's good ah, okay but it should be one sentence before it. you got like two or three sentences there cut that shit out condense it a little bit and the fucking and the punchline's good enough see because i've told that joke to some people because yeah. see i write this shit and in my because i'm never going to do stand-up but like yeah. In my mind, these are like Facebook statuses that I would put up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like these, I are write the- shit sometimes that's strictly just for Facebook or Twitter. It's never going to make stage. Yeah, but it's just like I want to see if I can get a couple chuckles out of this online. Exactly. And it's never going to make stage. It's just there for for that. And that's that's the uh, where's that where's the Plan B one? <laughs> I'm typing those keywords. Oh, uh, here's here's another one. Okay. Guys don't like to get me off. Just the other night, I hooked up with a guy who teased me for an hour straight. Like, dude, it doesn't count as edging if you get up, leave, and drive home. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's ultimate edging. That's uh, carrying it on. Like, Not you should see this car making it. Oh, I fucking, I know <laughs> edging. edging. Edge without edging, I'd have no sex life. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to please anybody else. I can make that shit fucking just go on and on and on. Oh my god, it's just such an issue. So people think edging is a bad thing, but I grew up a showcase where you had to edge because you didn't know when them titties were coming, but you started, you started when the Miramax logo rolled, which now that I'm thinking about it, not good. <laughs> But the warning said there was going to be sex and sexuality in there, and you just kind of keep it going until you're ready to go. I've said too much. <laughs> there was none. Um, da, 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 da. Okay. 
<laughs> at this point in being single, having a guy ask me to touch myself in front of him is so boring. Like, I do this all the time anyway. It's like going to Africa and seeing starving children and doing nothing about it. Yeah, uh, I like the, the, the imagery is very clearly new comic of starving children. <laughs> starving children. Um, I think the, pre- the I'll be honest on that one. I think okay. the premise is better than the punchline. Okay. I think I've never, I see what yeah, Pete- I was trying to think of something around that. That's like, okay, you're asking me to touch myself in front, in front of you. Like this is useless. Like, yeah, this is well, like that's useless. the thing. That's where it's, I've never, I've never thought about asking a girl to do that. So now that guys are asking God. you to do that makes me want to go like, what the fuck is in that guy's mindset? Like, <laughs> Like, I can watch plenty of girls do that shit online. If you're there in person... I feel like that's what I am to most I want you to do a little more than just touch yourself. It's it's this weird thing of, like, sexting has become my go-to lately. Oh, my God. I'm the go-to sexting girl. I You know what? Because I don't fuck and I don't date, like, I was so unaware just how fucking... Like, until I started doing comedy and other shit, just how fucking awful you guys got to put up with shit... You ever hear this thing on YouTube? It's called Creepy Text Theater. Yes. Yeah. So I was watching that the other day. Mm-hmm. Like some of it made me laugh my ass off. Like my favorite line was the, do you like imagine dragons? Then imagine dragging these balls across your face. Like that to me, it just, I, that, that's a good joke. I don't find it funny, but like, I can't believe that you guys get dick pics and like, okay. I need even to if I took the myth. best dick pic of my life, I don't know if I'd ever send it to anybody. You can't get dick pics on Tinder. Oh, you can't. So this is See, a women myth- have led me to believe that that's no. all it is. Okay, so when people are saying that, they're probably referring to got like because here's the like, have you do you do a lot of Tinder? Are you on it? I tried once and I fucked up royally. <laughs> mm. It was around Christmas time. And this Play girl some sad, had a picture. Some of her, sad music over this. This girl had a picture of herself uh, wrapped in Christmas lights, and she matched me. And then I was like, I don't know what to say. And Travis was like, say something funny. So I wrote back, Christmas lights are a real bitch, huh? And I got unmatched very, very quickly. You mean she was just wrapped in them, like, around her? Yeah, she had them around her body. Like, That's like, a little... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was I mean, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. but I... I yeah. So. My picture is, like... Uh, it's so funny, because, like, your picture choice is so important. I have this picture of me in a hot dog costume underneath a sign that says hot buns here. I've seen that picture. It's a good picture. But me putting that on my Tinder profile is just asking for guys being like, oh, I bet you like wieners. It's so so different. That's why I'm so fucking different than other guys. Because if I see a girl who's got that as her Tinder picture, I'm like, oh, that's a girl who likes to joke around. Yeah. I'm not thinking like I'm not thinking anything about dicks. I'm thinking like, oh, she got she's she's fun. She's like that fun. And that's and and I like it when guys will message me and they'll just be like, so how many weird? And I think this this bleep the name Sarah the guy last night. What like his first message to me was like, oh, how many weird messages do you get from guys about the hot dog costume? And I was like, fucking thank you for keeping it real because. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. A lot of dudes being like, you could use a wiener. Yeah. I bet you could use a good, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's really unoriginal. Yeah. But I'm not getting rid of the picture. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know what? Uh, like, to those guys' credits, like that creepy text thing that I saw, one of my favorites was uh, this guy who did this hit one liner on this chick. And she was like, does that ever work? And he wrote, two out of three times it does. 
dot 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 i guess you're gonna be the one out of the third that does it. and like to me i'm like yeah if you're i was called the boom like i'm sorry i feel like i'm like keeping all your time here but like no this, i was called the boom howard technique you ever watch king of the hill back in the day Very briefly so there's an episode of king of the hill where bobby like is striking out with women and boom howard's like the ladies man of the series so hank asked boom howard to like take bobby out teach him how to like pick up women and they go to a mall and boom howard just turns around to everyone and goes you want to go on a date no 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 and then bobby's like is that what you do he's like yeah it's a numbers game i might ask a hundred women on a date two of them say yes it's guys swiping right i think that's in tinder that's what it is it's a boom howard game it's like 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 They'll say the most vulgar, fucked up shit, and 99% of the times, women are like, what the fuck, man? And then there's that one girl that's just like, yeah, come over, let's And smash. sometimes they just copy and paste messages, and that's yeah. just fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know, it's just, oh, it's a fucking tough I don't world. know how you guys deal with it, honestly. It's a fucking tough world. I don't, I just don't. Yeah. Like, a lot of times I forget the apps on my phone. Yeah. Women, women, I don't, like, honestly, like, we, you guys have to put up with so much shit so much shit from men that it blows my fuck like especially dating wise blows blows my fucking mind i don't understand how like like you guys have to put up with that shit dick pics choking during sex without talking uh, about it I got it's like in the face during sex you go what like he just flat out slapped me across the face oh yeah that's that's nothing that deserves a conversation beforehand i'm like maybe i'm just ultra polite i'm like i can't believe we're doing this thing right now is there anything I can do to enhance your experience? I feel like I'm the, I'm the fucking dude at the Westin at the front desk. Is there anything we can do right now that enhances your experience of your vacation? Like, I'm like, trust me, I, uh, it's fucked like, up. Like, it, it sucks because a lot of people are, I've been single for six years. Yeah. I've had two boyfriends my whole life. And it's like, I don't feel like I'm asking for a lot when I think about what I want in a partner. Yeah. But it feels like I am these days. Like every single fucking guy I match with, match with, or end up talking to on Tinder is in like they're either in a relationship and lying, yeah, <laughs> or they're in an open relationship or they're poly. And it's like all these things, and I'm just like, do you single guys? Like, like I mean, I know that there's single guys out there, but it just seems like I can't seem to match up with them for whatever reason. No, like I, it's very I, I get it too. Like, like I feel like, like to me, it's like I'm. I I know why I'm single, like and and uh, to me, I just like I I want a certain thing from a relationship, and like I'm not willing to like compromise. Yeah, which sounds really shitty because like who the fuck are you to like blah blah blah? No, I I don't think it's shitty at all. But to me, it's like I want someone who's got. Here's the thing: I'm not saying this about all women, but I've noticed through my friends who date a lot that the majority of women I've met, as soon as they start dating, they they cease becoming an individual mm-hmm. and their whole life becomes about the fact that they date. Mm-hmm. They don't have interests anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't do their own things. They don't hang out with their friends. I want a woman that's like, Oh, you're going to go hang out with the boys tonight. Well, I'm going to go hang out with the girls tonight. That's what I want. Independent. Yeah, that, uh, independent Hobbies. woman. 
hobbies, yeah, um, things outside of what the relationship is. Instagram pictures that aren't just fucking staged couples mm. pictures, which drive me fucking crazy. Like if I want, if I want to fucking go home and be like, I'm gonna slam some beer and watch Infinity War again. I don't want a girl that's like, well, I'll watch it again, but she doesn't really want to, but she feels like it's like this, like like. She's the one's like, oh, you're gonna stay up drinking, watch Infinity War. Well, then I'm either going back to my apartment or I'm gonna crash on the bed, or or I'm gonna go out with my friends. Like, like, like that's what I want. And you want to know what? In my last relationship, I was that I was that girlfriend. Yeah, like I was the bad. I was the girlfriend that was like, you're watching wrestling. Yeah, and you're gonna, you know, I dated a I dated someone who worked at a late night restaurant, and so he, his hours were a lot different than mine. He would come home, he would be drunk, he would be drinking. And in yeah. my mind, I was just like, why are you doing this? This is so immature. And it's just like, I just didn't have anything else. Yeah. Like, it was just him. And it's and, like, and then that's the thing, especially with a comic. It's like, my lifestyle is so different. You got to accept I'm that out shit. At nights, every night. Yeah. When I go on tour, I'm on tour. Like, like, like it, the closest I ever had was this uh, girl in Halifax and like, well, I was like two years ago. Like we weren't dating or anything. We, like we didn't even. Well, it's nothing serious. But like we were kind of flirty with each other, and like I would like I went on tour and like we texted like the entire time. She's like, "How was your day today? Would you, you do anything fun? How was the show?" Like, and to me, I'm like, "That's the like that's the 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 thing that I like. That's the level of uh, right. relationship that would work for me. You're doing your thing, and you're getting that. And then I go, stuff. "How was your job? How'd you? You know, like, right? I got to date a chick that at least works nights, or at least understands that I'm working nights. So there's yeah. no other way around it. I like, think like, that's a that's definitely probably a challenge amongst yeah. comedians and performers, like like the scheduling thing. Because if you're dating someone who has to get up at seven a.m. Yeah, there's also there's also that problem too. It's like I mean, you, I, it's just my speculation, but you can say this to a woman as much as you want as you're to your blue in the face. Like I am not, and I'm not saying this because I'm not like who what I look like, but I'm a guy who's fun. I look like Brad Pitt. I'm a guy who's fundamentally against the idea of cheating. I think it's like shitty to do to somebody if you don't want to be with them, break up and fuck somebody else. Like yeah, hundred percent. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a touring act in any sort of entertainment there's always going to be that thing you have to express to the girl like i might be provinces away but i swear to god like the hottest piece of ass could throw herself at me tonight and this is not how i feel as an individual like there's constant temptation well i mean not for me but there i see it for other comics right (laughs) yeah 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 fuck i can't imagine mm -hmm. jesus christ and that gotta be hard on the woman who's like back in the home province being like well i gotta trust you and i do want to trust you oftentimes nowadays i think i'm like i kind of would like a long distance boyfriend because i'm busy anyway yeah <laughs> well, nice. I mean, like for you is there like like obviously you've you have your job and now you're doing this you're doing this podcast that yeah. you obviously care a crazy amount about but you have your own interest you have things this that you're is into. my boyfriend yeah exactly. this podcast has become where my energy goes so if you ever start dating a guy who was like i wish you would cut down on the podcast you'd be like fuck you man go fuck yourself yeah. i've been at this for almost a year and a half i'm not stopping anytime soon and, and um, you enjoy doing it like that's the thing yeah. i just want to be with somebody who likes what they're fucking doing and enjoys their own shit because i 
And that's not even a relationship. I, I don't want to be friends with people who don't have their own shit and have interesting shit going on in their it's life. It's boring. Like, I'm not saying every, you could be a fucking carpenter, but if you're fucking passionate about carpentry and I could sit there and you go, man, when I'm, I built this fucking table for this person or this fucking kitchen cabinets, I'd be like, I don't understand a goddamn word you're saying. But the fact that you give a fuck right? is, is, is all that matters. It's all that matters. It's all that matters. Projects. Yeah, yeah. And you, you could be passionate about what you do as a day job. Mm-hmm. Lucky bitches. Um. <laughs> a lot of people do. I don't understand those people that have the nine to five jobs, but feel super passionate about it. But I'm fucking grateful that they exist. I used to work at a call center and yeah. you would see people and like, it was the worst fucking experience ever. Yeah. Like, sucked my soul and my body. But you would see kind of older people. Yeah. Who were there and they were called lifers because this is just what they've accepted. Yeah. Um, they are going to work that job probably until they retire. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I remember looking at them going, it's not me. Like, no. I'm not meant for this. This is mm-hmm. my right now job, but I'm not meant to do this systematic fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. You got a family, maybe. Like, maybe you need that structure. You've chosen to have a family, so that's your choice. Yeah. I just don't think it's for me. I don't no, think it's, it's my. Never I don't think it's me. my path it's to do something me. like that. Yeah. I remember, yeah. like, uh, I've I've been I've been told very many people this. It's, it's not like super embarrassing, but it's like a little embarrassing. That's right. As uh, I remember, like, yeah, I talk about people before that always like try out different things because they feel like they're supposed to do something special, but like. When I was a little kid, like, uh, my mom was dating this guy in Bridgewater and, and he had this garage, like this big garage, like not like two car garage. We're talking like a mechanics type of like giant and he'd have like army trucks in and he'd work on them and shit. But when you open the fucking doors, it felt like a stage. Like it felt like a curtain coming up from the stage. Cool. And like the, 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 uh, the concrete felt like the stage, like edge. And I just remember, I used to spend, like, days out there, like, playing music and, like, dancing around and singing to it, like, as yeah. if I was, like, performing the song. Yeah. So I was been something about, like, that the garage performance that drew me to I to did that, it. too. Yeah. When we, we were building a deck, like, on our house. Mm. And I used to go out and do the Spice Girls thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, get a hairbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well. I think it's just in some people to do that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that you, like. I mean, now as a comic, I walk into places and go, oh, you could do a show here. Yeah. It, it, this could be, if you put this here and you had the audience, that. that'd be a show there. Because like, there's an aspect to what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. you're a comic, but you're also, obviously, like, you host shows. Yeah. Um, there's event planning in that. Like, you, you look at spaces and you say, "Yeah, okay, like, like this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. These are all the details that are going to, like, that's a talent. But not everyone has. Oh yeah, that, I mean, you know? the, the the booking and putting together shows part is the most stressful part of the, oh, the whole industry. I can imagine. But uh, mostly too, it's like because like I, you know, I book paid shows and I put my friends on them. Right. I want them to have a good time. Right. It's not just about a payday. I want them to walk away going, "I had, I had fun doing that set tonight." Exactly. And that's very hard sometimes. Very stressful. And it's also, there's just certain people that are meant to be encouraging to others. Yeah. Um, people who are meant to pump other people up and say, like, you got that thing? Like, you're, you're kind of good at that. Do that. And be the fire to those yeah. people. You know what I, I mean? Love, I love, I love doing that to other comics, man. Yeah. I love, like, uh, like one of my, one of my really close friends over the last couple of years is Martin Edwards. And, and I fucking love that man. Like, he's, whole, I, he's, 
totally different style of comedy than what I do. Right. And, uh, but I think he's hilarious. But I also love his dedication. Like, he co-hosts Gossip with me. I do one week, he does the next week. And I just, I really like him, man. I think he's very funny. He's very dedicated. And I like getting a chance I could do, like, uh, one of the first road gigs he got to do was because I asked, like, can I bring somebody with like like, like you, you know it was like i love shit like that i love being able to help back and like, Connect, like you're a connector yeah yeah i love being able yeah. to look at a comic and be like you're fucking funny you just need the right because yes. people have done that shit for me like the only reason i get to tour ontario is because my buddy andrew evans like like the absolute comedy clubs i play he's been playing there for years mm-hmm. and he vouched for me that's the only fucking reason i get that shit so fucking talk to people who are doing the mm. talk to people who are doing the thing that you want to do. If um, I could like, I'm, do if that. I could give any advice to anybody that's yeah, really seriously give some advice. comedy, let's do it. Um, just a just fucking do it. Yeah, you gotta just do it. But before you start doing it, and I know it's hard to find out what is going on in your city, even if you Google it, sometimes it's hard as fuck to find out. Go to shows first. One of the things I tell all new people who've never done stand up before, like go see a show, introduce yourself, yep. talk to the person who runs it, get out there because it makes them seem instead of you just messaging them on Facebook and can I get stage time, it makes it feel like you're putting a little more initiative into it by showing up first, you're getting the vibes of yeah. the room and like, and then you just go and you do it and and you keep doing it and you keep working on it. Don't worry about writing new shit all the time. That's of yeah. I fell into that trap right. when I first started. You really are trying to learn how to be comfortable on stage. Yeah, that's a huge one. And you keep doing that shit and, and just like, but my biggest piece of advice is like, a lot of new comics are doing this lately and I don't understand it, is they think that a year in means that they should be headlining. Right. And it's like... Not so much. No, man. You got to pay your dues. Like, like Brian Thompson, like Brian and I joke about this all the time now, but about how hey, Brian. when I started, you know, there was the back of the room at the club and you didn't talk to the back of the room at the club. You waited for the back of the room to talk to you. Sign of respect. Right. And Thompson was what I considered part of that back room. And he goes, we didn't see it that way at all. I don't know why you're like, <laughs> like, like I don't know, man. We had this like speak when spoken to mentality. Oh. And I think that's super important for new comics to have. Is speak right. when spoken to. Like, it doesn't mean you have to be afraid of the other comics, but like, if you, if you've done two sets and you try going up to a guy who's been doing it for nine years and try to tell him how to, how to do the business. Oh, fuck. Fuck you. No, like, no, like no. you keep, even the, it's okay to have those thoughts, but keep them inside. Keep <laughs> them inside. Keep them buried down yeah. deep. So like that, the other, the best piece of advice I give anybody that ever wants to do with comedy, and this is hard for me and I struggle with this. All the time. Treat comedy like a marriage. Mm. It's the best piece of advice given to me. It's not my advice. Yeah. You do. If you're having a rough time in your marriage, you don't go on Facebook and start shit talking your wife or your husband or your <laughs> fiance. Yeah. You deal yeah. with your own shit personally and privately. That's so true. Treat comedy the same way. Oh don't God. make these long social media posts. About, well, this person showed up at a mic and did this and that and that. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, really. Deal with it interpersonally. Interesting. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good 
some good advice here. Anyway, I'm drunk and fucking. One more. I'm gonna say one more joke of mine. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. I fucking wake up way. I saved the best uh, one for last. Okay. 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 And I don't want you to go easy on me here. Okay. Like. I'm too drunk to go easy on you. Okay. I'll be honest. So. Okay. Let me just read this. A lot of women talk about doing the plan B thing. It seems like a common thing. I've never done it. Been single for six years and I'm not on the pill, so it's risky sometimes, but I play it safe. I'm saving plan B for a relationship. Okay. Here's my first real criticism. Yes, As a man, I'm not entirely sure what plan B is. Is plan B abortion? It's the pill you take when you think that you've Or is plan the- B the morning after yes, morning, morning after pill? Should I change it to morning, morning after pill? Change it to morning after pill. Yeah? Because I think when I hear Plan B, what I think of is, is the places, especially in the states, where it's mm. like that center you go to, where it's, it's got like ha- different options: either take the morning after pill or wait and get the abortion. Or, like, like, it's the thrift shop on God. Yeah, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that place too. But like, I don't want to go to that thrift shop until I'm in a relationship. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the term Plan B is confusing. I think you go so the, with the uh, whole idea around the joke is is that I had a thing for cream pies. Oh, but I want <laughs> you got to make that a little more evident too. <laughs> like I want to save that for a relationship. So I'm so there. There was a point in this joke that I wanted. To, I just I wanted see, to put okay, this on Facebook. Okay, here's here's the ultimate thing. I tell every person who's working on a joke. I give you advice. But I'm going to give you advice that sounds like how I would tell the fucking joke, which is not necessarily how you should tell the how fucking joke. How would you tell it? Because as soon as you mention cream pie, I'm just picturing all this. I, sh- I'm saving. I should say I'm saving cream pies for a relationship. No, I just picture like I love. I love getting cummed in. I love. I love cumming that pussy. But I'm not on the pill, so it's risky. So like, what I'm saying is, is that I don't want to do that with a one night stand. I, you know where I, I think, you know where I think you mind it. The pill, the pill is something you do in advance. The morning after pill is something you can do on a whim. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Like you're yeah. not planning it out enough to, to like, like I don't want to. I don't know, like <laughs> who I'm gonna let just come inside of me. Like, like, like I don't want to plan it out enough. But I want to know that that other options there that I can go. There we go. Plan B is only thirty six dollars. <laughs> And now that to me opens up a whole another avenue of what else is only thirty six bucks. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's cheap enough for me to be like, hmm. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm there's thinking, a limit. I don't you know. you can get eighteen fucking Miller Genuine Giraffe for thirty six bucks, or you could take a loan in your cunt and then for thirty six bucks. <laughs> it's all equal. I'm gonna spit this out. I don't want to spit out my beer. Take a load. I think that might need to be our hashtag. Yeah, load in your cunt. Load in your cunt. And if you get any feedback, it's all me. <laughs> this is what we're closing out the show with, right. people. If if you listen to this whole thing. Which I hope you and did. We've went on a journey. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, it was interesting. Load in your cunt. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag load and in I your cunt. I hate saying that word, but I just I know. Next it. Boys I... Club podcast. That, that hashtag is going to show up for sure. Load in your cunt. Load in your cunt. So there'll, load be, two, in your cunt. there'll be two posts. I Yours. mean, I could do a whole episode about cream pies. It's just, it's my, like, one of my favorite things. Fucking ever. I keep seeing, like, a hostess snack when you say cream pie. <laughs> like, something's got chocolate with a little bit of vanilla icing in there. Every the fat guy and he's like, in the grocery store. <laughs> Can I have three of those? It's like a half Joe Louis. It's like, Dad, why do I, bu- why do I buy the half Joe Louis when I know I'm just going to eat two of them anyway? 
Why am I not buying the full Joe Louis? It just makes sense. And there's more grams in the full Joe Louis. Anyways. Do you know what I grew up with? Flakies. Do you remember Flakies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I grew up. Uh, so much shit. Load in your cunt, though. That's, load, that's growing up. That's how we're ending the episode. <laughs> this and has been a lot of fun. This was so fun. Thank you so much, dude, for coming oh, man, on. I had a blast. I'm fucking, fucking loaded. Fucking I'm, uh, fantastic, dude. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And, like, I'm hoping that you'll come back on. I mean, I'll I'm going to get all the other I boys on. I love talking. I love hearing my own voice. I... It I'll, makes I'll me be happy. back every week. That's I, <laughs> my whole thing is now finding people who I can call on when I need them. I have no plans and an open calendar. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and an open liver. Um, actually, like, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but I can do some plugs just in case people want to check some shit out. This should be airing, let me tell you the exact date, actually. So it's going to be probably the first, actually... It should be the week right before I do my live stream, September 7th. Okay. Um, so where are you playing? So what are you doing? Well, nowhere. <laughs> no, no. But I, I, I will plug the, the boys club comedy yes! podcast. You can find that on uh, iTunes, Google play. I got to figure out Spotify. I didn't know that that was the thing you could do. Uh, but we're on Instagram boys club pod. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Travis Lindsay is going to be recording an album in the city in October, November. Amazing. And Travis to me is one of the funniest fucking people I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, I know Dan's got some dates coming out. So check out, uh, Dan Hendrickson online. Yeah. Check yeah. out me online. Uh, I got a couple dates coming up, but they're all going to be uh, already happened by then. We're doing some, you know, fundraiser for a comic who lost his house, which is, I'm hoping we can make some good money on that. Awesome. And uh, a weekend at Yucks here next weekend. What's your Instagram? Uh, mine is avcomedy2049. So if you follow him on there, yeah. you can keep up to date on shows. Yeah, and, uh, yeah perfect. And uh, and yeah. follow the podcast because they talk about the shows they, they do on the Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Follow that fucking podcast because it's, it's fantastic and oh, I love thank it. Thank you so much. And, and I... You. Like I wouldn't have reached out if I hadn't listened to the podcast. Uh, to be that means a lot. Honest. That means a lot to me. Um, it's it's I know the work that goes into it, and um, fucking love a love it. Yeah, if you if you if you're not offended by shit, like listen to it. I say it in my intro music. Do no. not take this product if you are easily offended or hypersensitive. Yeah, or if you just if yeah. shit offends you, just turn it off and walk away. And it, just turn it off and walk away, and don't do this whole like let's ban this thing. No. Just fucking turn it off and walk away. It's not for you. I'm. That's the biggest thing we don't do in this society anymore. If you don't like something, it's just it's not for me. Walk that's away. It's not for do. me. I'm not into yeah. it. Other people are. Fuck yeah. it. That's but a good. Uh, anyway, thank note. you so much for having Hashtag me. Hashtag uh, loading your cunt. cunt. I, I was like, I was like, I'm not going to say hose, bitch, or cunt. And I think I said all three words on the show. I made a hashtag so out of it. It was amazing. <laughs> and it's tradition. You need to ring the bell. Oh, I love are, to ring the bell. Fuck yeah. Ring that bell. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love the bell. It feels good. Oh, it does. I want one. Oh, you're still here? Well, thanks so much for listening to the Intoxicated Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you find podcasts and vote for Intoxicated and the Best of Halifax Reader's Choice Awards in the news and media category for Best Podcast. You can cast your vote at bestofhalifax.com. Thanks again for listening.